What's going on, guys? We're back for another episode of HLTV Confirmed. Sponge is not here, but we've brought me back just for the occasion. I can't replace him. I can definitely clean up how many swear words I say throughout all of this. I'm sure I can do better than him. As always, we've got Prof and Striker here. Prof, you ready for some more abuse, mate? It's been a little bit of time, hasn't it? Yeah, it's going to be a great back and forth, as <laughs> always, with you, my friend. So excited for it. And then we've got the star of the show, the man who's come to give us all his knowledge on the mouse sports affairs. It's Regin. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing great. Nice to be on the show. Hey, thank you very much for joining us. So are we just going to kickstart all of this on avoiding everything negative on Corona? Stay all positive on what we've got CS-wise because we've got better viewership. We've got great games that we've been able to see, even though they are played online. And we've got a hell of a lot to discuss, boys. So let's start with the man himself. Let's get Regin in that hot seat. Boom, that's the hot seat. Don't worry, Regin's not on fire. We will keep him alive throughout all of this. And the starting point here, and I'm going to take the lead of this because I got the pleasure of interviewing your in-game leader, Carrigan, who gave me a little bit of insight on what went down at Katowice and how maybe the boot camp didn't go too well for you guys. How much time did you spend kind of going all over that? Because obviously after such a great end to 2019, I'm sure it was a disappointing start for a big event for 2020, mate. Yeah, of course, we we went into the tournament and, and want to win it. Uh, saw ourselves as a clear favorite to, to win the tournament. And I don't think anyone uh, saw us going out at top eight. Um, I think it's just CS for you sometimes. Like, we lost two matches. Uh, 100 Thieves was really close. Uh, the G2 game, not so much in my opinion. Uh, and we just lost them some mistakes and... Uh, things happening that we haven't tried before so we just went back and watched the game talk about it listen to the team speak listen to the communication uh yeah so it's just cs for you like you can like lose two matches and you're out so that's how it is so is it kind of is it different going into a tournament like that in that you're a top three team at that moment Comparing to like earlier tournaments last year and stuff like that, where you're kind of kind of an underdog dark horse in most of them. Like people knew you were a good team, but at this event, obviously, as you said, you're going in at least hoping to win it, maybe not expecting to win it, but that was that was a realistic goal for you guys. Yeah, I mean, like we always go in and expect to win because uh, we have the caliber to 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 do it, but. Um... Our preparation in the bootcamp, we had uh, so many unlucky things uh, I cannot get into here, but uh, worse than our preparation, but like we did the best that we could and we actually felt really comfortable coming into the tournament. Um, but yeah, I think like it's just, we're at a point right now where we like the pressure and we like to go in as a favorite and we like to go in and show everyone that we are the best team in the world uh, and we are going to show people that we are the best team in the world. So uh, Sponge is going to pay up soon. <laughs> did you did you notice any changes from like the between the two points where basically like when before you you won your first event like late late last year to now where you obviously like went from being maybe a team that could have a shot at like a deep run to to a team that should be winning the tournament? Did you see a difference in between those two teams basically? I, I, I mean, like I think the confidence level is uh, for sure uh, a major factor here. Like when you prove to yourself that you can actually win, you prove to the team that you can actually win. And we won in so many different ways. Like it was not just boxing popping off or 
Rob's going off. It was like everyone on the team like stepping up uh, at individual. Like seriously, every, every tournament we had, there was like almost a new MVP from the team. So in that regard, it was really nice to see that everyone on the team is really comfortable and and has a lot of confidence. And I think that still goes on. Um, our practice after the break was not like like before because like a break just does something to you. Like you have to get back in the flow and everything. Um, so I, I like right now we are working super hard and I'm sure that we're gonna pressure when in pro league even though it's online. I'm gonna hit on the, the quality thanks, conversation. Thanks yeah, no, thanks I'm gonna hit on the quality conversation. I'm, I'm reading all the chat just going mental about webcams as usual. Don't <laughs> worry, internet is a problem. Internet is the reason for it. We try our best. You know, funnily enough, it's Lucas the two of us who are in Czech Republic who are like who are like <laughs> whose quality is absolutely awful. <laughs> you, you know have, how you it is. I want to say Eastern Europe, but Banks is in Kiev. That's definitely yeah. more Eastern. So even the, even the Czech, <laughs> Czech Republic is Eastern Europe joke doesn't work there. So I, I don't know what to say. You you guys are obviously just fucked. Nothing nothing that can be <laughs> done about that. I know everyone like everyone that plays any games probably had internet issues in the last week or two weeks. So oh for sure. Pretty much. Please yeah. don't please don't complain. It's literally out of our hands. Yeah, it's in. We're dealing with it's it. What, what was that epic guy's tweet about how gamers are using too much internet? What a what that was a pretty, moron. That was pretty what a moron. <laughs> he really missed the boat with that one, didn't he? Now, let's get on to the next part here for you, Regin, on the preparation for Pro League. Because in terms of your group, right, I look at it and see FaZe, G2, yourselves as the three that should go through quite easily but this online cs change at least you guys have been used to a bit more online than some of the other teams here do you feel like it affects you in any way do you feel like it is it, bothering the guys at all not being able to play on the land environment I, I mean for sure i think uh even in katowice when we were told there's not going to be any audience i think that had an impact whether you like it or not like that you know you're going to be playing in front of an empty crowd or empty crowd in the stage uh <laughs> And uh, and also that you know there's no tournament in the in, in the upcoming future right now, and and it's all going to be played online. It's, it's of course going to be a difference, but I mean right now we also have a unique possibility to show what Counter Strike can do. Uh, like where all traditional sports is shut down, we have to show the world that we can do something special here. And I think that's uh, super important to deliver the highest level that you can. And I'm sure everyone is going to go into that and and show that the highest level. Um, that being online is, I think that the lesser teams has a bit of an advantage because they're going to be more comfortable. They're not going to have the same pressure. Uh, it's, it's just like we always been saying online CS is not the same as land CS. And, and, and I think that will also be the case here. Uh, I hope that it's not going to affect us at all. And we're just going to power through and, and play our land game, but you, 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 you cannot know what, what's going to happen. So. And in terms of any of the players, right, ping-wise, I remember back when, obviously this is a while ago, it's Woxic being on Hellraisers, but he was the one that was always having to come over to Kiev and kind of play from there. Is he all set up and okay at home? Yeah, I mean, like, we have had no ping issues at all. Like, when we practice, everything is fine. Uh, so there, there there shouldn't be any problems at all. Uh, there was a question in chat about, like, uh, you mentioned you had different MVPs, you had different people stepping up in different times. Do you think that is obviously you have that in your team, so you'll see that that is the better better option. But 
in some some people will say that maybe if you have one stable like superstar in your team that you know is going to perform all the time even if he doesn't perform he probably performs to like a fairly high level so how do you kind of balance those thing, things out is, is it also sometimes difficult not knowing like if frozen is gonna show up because he's been kind of hot and oh my fucking hot and cold obviously frozen haha joke but, but stuff like that how, how do you how do you deal with that i mean i, I actually think it's, it's a huge advantage to have different people pop off because you cannot read into a player like like if you face navi we all know who to look at if you face vitality we always know who to look at so it's easy to shut that one guy down than it is to shut four guys down so in my opinion it's a big advantage that you have multiple people popping off left and right um yeah like it's just easier if you have one guy to predict and like to shut it down so, uh, so i think that, it's that a also, clear advantage i want to, want to continue on that because last time we had kasad and striker remembers his kind of sentiment about playing against zaiwu was like just let zaiwu do whatever he does and let's focus on the other guys because you know you can stop maybe you can counter a shocks or an rpk you can find some tendencies you can uh, maybe put them out of their comfort zone and then capitalize on that. And uh, and someone like Zio you just can't stop. So he, his his approach is just like, let him do his thing. We'll focus on ourselves and the other things. How, how do you approach like these simple, simple Zaiwus and no one else gets into that category, I guess? Yeah, but you, I, I, I tend to agree with the, him, what he's saying there, because you, when you see Zaiwu playing, like he is literally the, one of the smartest players I've ever seen play CS. Like, his awareness level is out of this world. Like, I don't know. Like, he just knows when there's a backstab incoming or whatever. Like, you cannot time that guy. Um, so, in a way, it doesn't make sense to, to to counter one guy. But, like, if you know a weak point, try and try and, 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 and exploit it. But there is also these star players where it's easier to, to see their tendencies, their comfort, uh, or, or that, that kind of... That, go to scenarios and you can actually counter them a lot there interesting now when you were saying there right about terms of players that have these kind of rosters where you can have multiple players pop off going up against t2 and phase in your group there they've all got similar opportunities like you guys now carrigan says to me that there's a potential for a big upset to come that one of those top three teams is unlikely to make it out overall who do you think that would be if you were to put one name in the hat out of those three that will struggle to make it through playing this online side and getting upset I, I by some other teams? I generally think it's going to be G2 even though they're on a really high level. Um, I just have a feeling that they're not going to carry on this insane performance they have in Katowice, but uh, I really enjoy watching them play CS, uh, also to play against them because we have some really cool matches against them. Mm. So it, I think it's really hard to, to, to say exactly who's going to go through and who is not was it the a land event it would be easy face g2 on us mm. but since it's online like i mean vp can even pop off there and just take over a game suddenly you know uh, like you saw the other group like i think it was big like just have to win one more map and they were in first place instead of last place yeah stuff like yeah. that so that just tells you what online cs can do so it, it, i think it's really hard to to predict in that way because we can also up, you know, and, and lose to a lesser team. I mean, Navi Navi lost the first two matches and then they won the group anyway, so... Yeah. But barely, can... like... Yeah, yeah. obviously, they, like, they could have been out. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but that was super close against fours. They would be 0-3, but, yeah. but they managed to somehow scrape it back. 
Uh, I wanted to touch on uh, ask Regin one question though while he's still on the on the super hot seat. Who do you think is the best like most online team and not in a disparaging way because uh, in the past it used to be like ah oh, you're good online but on land you're going to shit the bed but at the moment we don't have the opportunity to play on land. So, so we're going to play play a lot of online stuff and someone is going to have better results than than they would. Do, do you see a single team, maybe some of the like the lower top 30, top 40 teams that you played against in practice and stuff like that, that could maybe capitalize on the on the situation right now? I honestly don't have any team where I would consider it like, oh, they were good online and then coming to land and they're not performing as well. Because I think like it's a long time since we had this, uh, like this scenario where it's happening. So for me, it's like, I just think in general the lesser teams is gonna has an advantage here, not because they're onliners or whatever, just because they're comfortable and they can sit home, they can take chances. They may, they're probably not gonna do and land, etc. Um, so I I feel it's a it's pretty fair match here. I would say. All right, so it's just like a general like a feeling, or I don't know how to call it, but just a general like an approach you have to the game. You're just gonna be a little bit more comfortable from home, you know, testing a little bit more stuff. Than, than you would on land where like things would get really really serious even though like basically the competition stays the same it's just like a different i don't know it's just like a different vibe that you have at home that uh, that kind of like allows you to to go for plays that you probably otherwise wouldn't yeah for sure 100 percent. all right should we skip ahead now to our recent news boys we ready for that <laughs> lucas lucas lucas, lucas, lucas like, oh no he's just not awake <laughs> Keep up with the timings, producer Lucas. Oh, he's ready now. So I guess it's time for us to go to recent news. Now Lucas is awake. <laughs> you can't get the staff these days, can you really, boys? You really can't. He tells me, get prepared. Gives me a good intro. Let me know what's happening. Recent news and he's definitely not ready. But this... Somehow heroic... it's always when you come that, that yeah. Lucas is just not ready for stuff. Hey, just, it's just the chemistry. You know? It's not about <laughs> either of you. Just the chemistry is not there. You know, We need to bench one of you. We'll see that after the show. Probably going to be Lucas because he's been fired 78 <laughs> times by now. So. Lucas is the only one that can retain a job after being fired publicly in many occasions. <laughs> so you've got to give him credit where it's due. He's uh, working in some kind of Trump skill at getting elected for things. But heroic FPX situation. Let's talk about that because this is madness. I saw even DK tweet out earlier today, right, that he was going to do an article on it and was getting information. But even the information he was given just led to dead ends and wasn't plausible for him to put together. After, it, after he so hyped it up, up, by the way, I'm just going to call him out right now because he hyped oh. it up. Oh, there's so much more to this. And then he says, there's not enough information to, for me to put anything together. Thing which is, is I'll, I'll take ridiculous. that though, because it's like, obviously he was getting a lot on the trail. And I'll, I'll, I'll take it from the side of like, yeah, he was obviously really happy with what he was getting. But at least he came out afterwards and said, all right, yeah, okay, can't get any further with this. Rather than, you know, like some journalists we've seen in the past, they'll just try to put out some rubbish and like, yeah, I'm going to try to build a story around things that aren't too, too factual or anything. And then it's just a mess. Or are you saying Nav being kicked from Liquid? <laughs> <laughs> I see Ryan from Rushmies in the in the chat, so might as well do a throwback to that one. That was a kind of a kind pretty of a good. Rough, kind of a rough rough situation for those guys. But yeah, I think this is this is this was this was kind of a debacle in in everything that was going on. Like it, it, this this was handled so badly from everyone involved. I guess that the 
the players are the least to blame probably but they got the worst worst deal in the end so i don't know i guess striker can maybe just run us down through, through what Dude, happened there's and the Cadian, like, before, before we go further on it uh, what i want to understand right is was astralis really in the wrong right if he actually only had no. three months on his contract and they just wanted to sign him they'd had it all planned out like that's not their fault that's just business surely no, it's just I feel like that that really is just business. Unless there yeah. was just like something behind the scenes that we don't know about. Like, exactly. but based on what we've heard so far, like given that his he only had three more months on this contract, that's obvious from the fact that he was signed from from the first of July, which is whatever three months from now, three mm. and something. So obviously, like for, for that, people are right. Like a lot of these a lot of these players will have clauses in the contracts where it says like when it's beyond a certain amount of, of months you can just start talking to 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 a new organization and and get signed i think it's like a six month is is pretty standard so i think astralis is really not in the wrong here unless there was something else that, that we just don't know about we just haven't heard but that just doesn't seem to be the case but honestly this whole thing was just so poorly handled every single step of the way first it's flashpoint who kind of reveals that it's the that it's Funpulse Plus Phoenix who gets gets into the league and what team they get because obviously they're 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 tied tied on time. They literally have the fucking the group selection show before Flashpoint or before FPX Thursday, even right? announced the team. Then like several days later, when it's obvious that FPX are interested in this team or that they've like we think that they've signed them, FPX actually comes out and says, "Okay, we've gotten this team." Blah 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 blah. And then a few days later, you realize, well, none of this is actually the case. So I don't understand from FPX's point of view why would they even come out with that announcement like several days after it was obvious which team they're getting mm. that they actually signed them when it's not true. I just, I just yeah, don't understand. Like, how well, does this fucking happen when there's like millions of dollars involved? There's literally based like okay, let me just put put a number on this. Right, they put two million in Flashpoint. Assuming we yeah. we believe Dan Fiden saying that they they didn't have like a, a um like an exception that they didn't have to pay until but, the, but the he year. But also did year. say literally five seconds later that they signed the team that the players were signed to FPX. So I yeah. don't really was it, was I, I he just taking that on good faith though? Like oh yeah, they're signed. Yeah, I mean that's, it's that's possible that said, like, it's possible oh, it's that it was just like some mis mis yeah I don't know misinformation between FPX and and Flashpoint. It's entirely possible. I don't know whose fault it is. It's hard to say without knowing in the background but it's just like from that to you know um buy but i'm actually buying the team which according to now was like 1.6 to 1.8 million or something so that's four million dollars that you've put into cs within like a, a couple of months and like you allow this to happen somehow i don't know how this is possible at this at this time and like at the amount of money that gets put into it how the fuck do you allow anything like this to happen? Yeah, and the thing is, this is just going to put other people off investing and looking to form teams if they do want to come into something like this. It's it's awkward as hell, but like you were saying before, Striker, the players are the ones who are the most screwed here. Yeah. Like, the four remaining players of that roster technically have no home now. Like, FPX don't want you. Heroic probably ain't going to want you either, really, to have you back and build a new roster. I mean, roster. They, they're, as we assume that they're still signed to Heroic, so they're still getting... Like whatever, they're still under that team. It's just like I don't know. I mean, yeah, they, I, don't have a, they don't have a pro league spot. Though, yeah, so. yeah. That's yeah. The I mean, like, like their four players get screwed so hard. Like yeah. I mean, I feel so bad for those four guys, man. It's like they lost like the pro league because they want to go to Flashpoint. Then they get booted from there, which I also don't understand anything of. Like if I was FPX, put the four players together, play out the season with the 
I this probably happened in the past as well. Let's not like act like everything in esports is like super no, sad. No, but this sounds like 2010 kind of thing. Like this uh, really sounds like nah. a decade ago, man. The thing is, like, so there's a guy who just wrote in chat. He's like, I saw it in somewhere Heroic wouldn't let them play. I think if Heroic was to let them play in Flashpoint, they'd probably have to pay the buy-in, right? Because it's another org. And maybe Heroic wasn't. I don't to think pay Flashpoint well. would necessarily care, to be honest, at this point. Like, they would rather have a team there than fucking, than not, you know, than having to solve it. Like some but other I, way. I think it goes deeper than that because then you also have FPX yeah. having to resign their stock out the kind of way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so exactly. Like, like, there, there's the, so many... There's so much unknown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's really hard to say like what happened exactly. Like, But what, what I think like the heroic FPX sale came really fast. Mm. Like, as I'm informed like of the knowledge I have. That's, that's what I heard too, yeah. Yeah, it, it's like came in like literally almost day to day. Like, it was that fast, you know? And then suddenly the players had to go to America. And like, for me, it's like, okay, then you already signed the deal or it was like in good faith. Like, it must be have been in good faith then. We shouldn't yeah. be doing it on good faith it's, anymore it's just, as well. It's Not just in awkward. Age. Even if, even if like from you know making this this initial deal and not just having signed it yet to like learning that you wouldn't have one of the players surely this is still a team especially given their history given that they've been able to stay like at this kind of a level for a really long time through god knows how many lineup changes this is a team that changed players like literally Esetag was like the last remaining player of the original lineup like from three years ago so like given that they've still been able to to compete at this kind of level and like compete for a place like at the big events and stuff like that, I would have assumed that this is still a good team to pick up. None, whether they have as a tag or not, like they they would be able to pick up a player to uh, to fill in for him. Like I just don't understand why FPX just pulled out because of like missing one player. I I just don't get it. I mean, I would say it makes sense. Let's just say they pay one million just to put some hypothetical numbers out there. And then they only get four players. Then, of course, they only should pay, like, let's say, 200k less, you know? And if Heroic don't want that, then suddenly the whole deal falls yeah. through. Yeah. Because I also yeah. understand uh, that FPX is not going to pay full value for basically a four-man roster. Like, and then yeah. one you have to rebuild, sense. and it's not going to be at the same standard, no way, no matter what player you get. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. There's, there's a, lot of, a lot of percentages that have to be worked out. Yeah. But we won't know anymore until maybe some no, no, no. information is leaked out and stuff guessing. like that. We're just gonna have to fucking guess our way through it all, and maybe one day we'll see the the truth come out. But let's move on to the next one, which is uh, the major being postponed, lads, to November. So there's a positive that there's two million. There's a negative that it's likely to be what only one major now for this year. It's oh, not just likely. Again. It's just it, that's just how it is. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, we're only having one major for the first time, and this is where we're sat. This is this is going to be okay. Bad for players. Did we get any clarification, by the way, on like whether they would have? The, so, say teams change rosters or have the roster? No, not change. yet, not yet. Oh. Because at this point, it's not even sure that the the teams that have a spot at the major will actually have a spot in, in eight months from now. It's just like being decided at this point. We could have a complete refresh ESL. finally. Exactly. Then. We could. Yeah. We, we could. We could just have an entirely new like qualification system, which. To be honest, makes perfect sense, right? Because yeah, imagine if VP are there now. Look at their performances. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they, they should not be. That's the extreme case, they right? They, yeah, they I went mean, from. They, they, the only thing it sucks for is the kind of the minor teams who played like a lot yeah. of qualifiers here in January yeah. and like really, yeah. like cut off their own vacation to to play this and and really be there. And now imagine they finally that. get in. I feel like if they do that, it's kind of that got it to them. Like especially to these teams who have been playing. I don't know. God knows how many matches you have to play to to get to the stage they're at now. 
Just um, think of uh, complexity. Like they <laughs> they went through three open qualifiers, couldn't make it through. <laughs> then got invited to the close qualifier, flew like over from one continent to another, really made it through the close qualifier. Like yeah, we're in the minor. Then the minor doesn't happen. Yeah, and they're fucked. But but there is no other option. Like they no. probably should get maybe some invite to a close qualifier or something like that. Maybe they they get rewarded in some way but but that minor will not happen as as it was like i don't think it will happen it doesn't make any sense to happen yeah, too much no, no, not at all like you you kind of have like for me i also hope they're gonna revamp the whole thing and just like you have to qualify you know like i i, I only see like the winner of the major going to be there next year like in my opinion the rest that, have to qualify. that's not a bad way of doing it yeah uh because then you also don't have these dark horses going long and uh, going deep, and then they're already there, and they're almost impossible to get out. Because you only have to win one match or whatever, you know. So, yeah, yeah, it's just the whole thing, especially like with how the second major of the year should have should have had a, like a different qualification system already. Like with that, I feel like ESL and and Valve were just going to come up with some some completely new way of of uh, of qualification just because yeah it doesn't make sense to invite somebody based on a, a tournament literally 14 months old by the time we get to the major exactly like, that's just that's just impossible yeah i mean like it, it's also the perfect timing if they want to revamp the whole thing to do it now yeah. like yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. even know how long the quarantine well, is gonna the, last that's the problem like if you want to do like the same the thing that yeah that valve or esl well, valve actually never mind um wanted to do for the second major like you don't know how many tournaments you're going to be even able to run by 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 november so it's yeah. just difficult to make that kind of a decision now Very so i'm little. not entirely sure that they're going to revamp it for this major already but i think that like it, it's going to be become clear how it's going to be for the next one um later like sooner yeah we're gonna have to, have to wait and see but that's that's all we can i'll keep it moving on because it's all we can really I have, say about I have it just right? one thing to think about though, oh here we go most likely most likely people won't get reinvited, especially these like lower tier teams yeah. I just want to give a shout out to my man Antonio Mage from Crazy, who managed <laughs> to sell his team for, with a major slot to Contact, and that major will never happen. And he just got like extra cash because of the major that will never happen. Massive hustler, creation, creation mastermind. Nothing else to say. It's almost as if he knew Corona was coming, you know. And he, he knew it. He is super. Four he, steps he ahead, big dick. He, he he was aware of the whole move going down. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I think it's it's really hard to 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 predict what's going to happen because we have no idea how long this yeah. Corona thing is going to last. Yeah. I mean, striker, you're from Czech now, and I live in Czech now also. Like they even talked about closing down the borders to up to was it two years, something like that. Yeah, something. something I don't know. Yeah. I don't know exactly. Yeah, yeah. Two years. Yeah. I mean, like we're Unlucky we're talking boys. in this insane measurement, you know, and like you see this corona hitting. I know we shouldn't talk about it, but like it, it is just this happening right now, and we have no idea how long this is gonna take. And and even when it starts opening up, will it open up to to arenas? Uh, will there be allowed spectators, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? You know, there's so many variables here that we don't know about. Um. So, so I think it's really, really tough to predict like what's going to happen. Yeah, we all just got to take it like month by month, week by week in terms of like content from HLTV's side, your jobs as players, coaches, our jobs as, as talent on the screen. It's literally just waiting home. to see what happens. Yeah, stay home, don't go out, play games, you know. <laughs> we have been preparing for this our entire lives. We are the golden ticket to this. We know we how to do it. <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> My whole life I have been waiting for this moment. Yeah, but another we've been built for this, man. <laughs> Another thing we can go on to next nicely, though, is we were briefly covered them during the major thing, was 
Adren taking over as the VP captain now. Now, I'm interested to see what Prof and Strike are going to say because I know this is going to be very choice. Okay, so if we have, I don't know. Can we do it? Is Lucas going to shout at you now? You've asked him. I probably. I don't think we have the buttons. That's the problem. Okay, fuck it then. Lucas just. Lucas Lucas is even here right now. He's 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 AFK again. He's AFK. GG. This kid, man. This kid. Why does he even have a job at this point? It's just, it's just next level. There you go. Oh, here we go. He's linked us. Okay. Here we go. Nice. Okay, I got mine. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's just like, what are we? I'm hitting it. I'm I'm sponge at the moment, just for everyone to know. How are you, sponge? Sponge on no, just, I mean, I think it's just called sponge, but you need to put your put your knee up here. Yeah, exactly. No, just, okay. no, has to be a... Come on, striker, where are you yeah, going? Oh fuck, I forgot. Come on, uh, I, forgot. I forgot. Is no, it your first time striker? Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've done. I haven't done this <laughs> okay. hundred times before, by the way. <laughs> okay, for me, right? I'm yay for it because this is like the last chance now. Like, give them a chance to lead, see what they can do with this roster. If not, you definitely have to make a change. Something's going to have to happen. Because they've just woo, this entire time. Well, I'm saying, look, since I'm I'm the only one saying no, right? So I'm just going to explain my part of it. And it's not even that, like, look, if if you're looking at this roster, this specific roster, then yeah, probably Adren is is, is the guy you want to give it to, uh-huh. either him or Sanji, I guess. Um, but my my solution would be just to get another guy instead, like somebody somebody else who who has in Gimlet before and has actually proven. To be adept at it because uh, I don't, I'm not sure that the Adren is that. I know he had a brief spell as, as an engage leader in Gambit. Is that yeah, right? When Zeus I mean, left. It should be Gambit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they all um, tried it at one point, I'm sure. So and that obviously didn't work for a very long time. So I don't expect that him to be a, a great engage leader. So that's why I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not very sold on this. I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a permanent solution. I think there's going to be changes after this. I can, I can get behind that. Like for this roster, sure. I, yeah, I don't see much of a much of a difference, um, whether it's him or or Jame or whatever Sanji. Um, but it's just like, yeah, long term, I don't think it's gonna work. What do you say, Regin? What would you do if you're the coach of uh, Avangar at this point? Uh, I mean, it's uh, British Pro, yes. <laughs> ah, fuck, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a uh, lot. I mean, like uh, honestly, honestly, <laughs> they didn't really do anything under the VV brand, so that I is mean, my it's, it's really hard to say behind because first of all, they I have no idea what they're saying when they're communicating. Uh, I have no idea how the communication is and all that uh, stuff and what's going on. But I mean, like giving Adrin uh, the possibility to show off, like since he's, as I recall, his stats is not like, like he hasn't been like since the Gambit uh, times, as far as yeah, I remember. Yeah, no, 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 no. He's been he's been like him and Sanji have been have been like pretty low on the yeah on the stats. I mean, Sanji is doing a really great job. Like he's always dropping the up for Jay. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, he's making, definitely a very he, very he's, supportive. He's doing a very good job of supporting. I really like in, enjoying seeing him play. Uh, I think Adren, if if he can take over the leadership and teach these young guys to something, and and maybe they believe in him and they can do something happen. Then I, I think it's the right move, but if it doesn't work out, then I don't see other like any other way than doing an arrested change. I can get behind that. I mean, not not much else to say again. Like again yeah. about about the VP situation. Not nothing. I guess they're they're trying what they can. We can go to the next one, which is the Gamer Legion. 
Oh, sorry, uh, well, I was going to say, there's only actually one more thing on that. Everyone, the, the only in-game lead I really think they could go for if they're not going to take a Dren would be that um, Savat guy from Hard Legion. He's actually, yeah, he's actually got potential. He's a bit, he's still not even that young, really, but in terms of what you see from him as an in-game leader, he's good. I actually like that guy, I remember. Yeah, from the like miners, the, the, he, he the showed up. Like, they play like really nice. normal CS. <laughs> yeah, they play like very uns very uns very uns yeah, yeah, that's, that's CS, why it's... That's why it works. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I would like. I, I'd, I'd give that a try for sure. Yeah. I just yeah. hope like so someone gets more out of Jame because I think, I don't know. I, I think he has like some because obviously he was calling for himself around himself, mm. and then maybe he was sometimes actually just like legit baiting for stats, not actually like baiting baiting for stats, but he goes goes in for these like 70, 30 percent duels, and when it's like. 55 then he's like ah maybe i don't want to take this and they would play like super passive games on the ct side and he wouldn't do like anything he would just be locked out with one flash you never take like any chances so if we get someone to because his skill is like pretty pretty high there is more to be like confidence issue maybe yeah i don't know what is what is going on but like there is more to be extracted out of jame for sure than what he's been showing for the last six months yeah it's funny because we had a discussion or like talk about this within the team like when they, it was jame time uh, <laughs> it was called <laughs> Could be. uh where rubs actually put up a pretty good uh, like uh, argument to to do what he's doing you know like they're always having an op as a t-side you know like even though they're saved and has zero money but they still have this op who can be a really pressure and a threatening thing uh and i actually thought about it like it makes sense to save this up a lot of times if you, if the round is over anyway, you know, like, yeah, no, of like, course, like once the round is over, that's not the yeah, problem. Though. I mean, like, it, uh, he, he's never doing these, like, for example, we have Voxic on our team, like, he can be in a one on five unreach, unwinnable situation that he's gonna go for it because, like, he's saying, there's always a chance, you know, yeah. and you, you <laughs> of course, there's a chance, but it's very, very slim, you know, and, and I think, like, playing the percentages there. It's actually really good that they. It's it's just about fi like finding that balance. Yeah. Because I, I feel like it's actually really strong. Like Robin also said, like where they're having an op all the time. You have to be constant aware of that. Yeah, you're never so backing down it, even it's, on each it's, it's, it's a really interesting playstyle to have. I like think that. I think that uh, like originally that was what caused a lot of their success. I remember also seeing like some rounds where he had a saved op like on Dust Two. He went short and killed three guys, yeah. and everyone else was on pistols. But I think yeah. people just managed to like understand how to push them away from these plays and then have like easy rounds when when you get into a situation where you have all the map control what you need and you can just execute and maybe he gets one kill in that situation and falls off i think people kind of just understood how to how to counter him and how to how to counter uh, avant-garde and then vp right and yeah, in sure. the same way yeah. and he couldn't match up against the big warpers either when it comes yeah. to like, so, like yeah. this is actually one of the good examples where you have this this star player like james has the potential to be a really star player in my opinion yeah. uh but he when we played them he was really easy to read like he had like three plays to do on those two he was 95 percent of the time down middle holding doors if you cross and that was how they won their matches because they were Faking A, one cross, he killed the guy, this go back and split B or whatever, you know? So we just denied that, and it was an easy win, like you say, because suddenly the rest have pistols and stuff like that. It's not going to be that, uh, be as easy. But, but what I see them do now, which is really interesting, is like Sanji is almost always dropping an op for, uh, for, for, for Jame, and he just have a lesser weapon. 
meaning that he's banking up all the time, so he has up all the time jam anyway. So now they actually reformed this system, or how you want to call it, yeah. uh, which also makes Jame taking other risk. So I, I think like it's a it's a matter of time before they're gonna do decent, I would say. Because they have what... some good players. Yeah, no, they definitely got the players just trying to get all the pieces working together. But let's move on to where Prof wants to go to next. And I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's a joke at this point. Good old Gamer Legion here. What What the hell? What, it was so sick. Another... What Another mindfuck 2020 situation yeah, that you don't like, know how it's happening. Huh? What? Why? <laughs> what are you trying to do here? This is uh, so Gamer Legion. Obviously, people might have been sleeping on it, but at some some point, like last year, I had a Twitter thread where I just posted <laughs> the lineups that they were playing with because, like, How every other day, ones? I don't know. It was like 12 <laughs> or at some point. It was like Freiburg, Freddy B. That literally every Swedish player that you could think of that wasn't in not Freiburg wasn't there. That wasn't in Fnatic or NIP played mm-hmm. with them. It was like all of the Hapaleno guys, all of the Gamer Legion guys, all of the guys that are in I don't know property or some shit at one point. They were just like mixing it up all the time. So of course that didn't work. They settled on a lineup. They kind of had some good results. The all Swedish lineup. And then they failed the minors and they failed the ESCA Mountain Dew League. But three days before that, they signed a new coach, Gux, 1.6 legend. They say, I don't know, I'm a new guy to CS anyway. But he comes in as a coach. They failed, uh, they finished fourth or something or eighth, I don't know, in the playoffs. And they disband the team. Literally three days after bringing in a coach. Can, can so, we just can, say, Gux 1.6 legend, by the way, like he played 1.6, he played pretty good, but he wasn't, you couldn't consider him a legend of the 1.6 era, definitely not. I mean, I guess legend died, that depends on your on your definition, but he was a part of a, the best team for quite a while, so. Yeah, but. For like two years or something, for so it's like. I mean, for the fanatic roster. But it's just yeah, like, obviously me, this I'm is like 10 years ago. Too. It's not a legend. Yeah, like I said, kind of depends on, on your definition. But obviously, like the last time he played at a high level was eight years ago. Something I tweeted and then I'm gonna just gonna repeat it. Like for how <laughs> for how just awfully mismanaged this team was throughout the entire previous year, since they had the, the team with existence and scream and those, then transitioned into a Swedish roster that kept changing players literally every week or every game even. And now they, they're putting their faith in a coach who had never coached before, apparently, at least not mm-hmm. that I know of. Not at, at any like notable level or anything like that. He really, led that weird the first lineup, didn't he? The Gux and friends didn't yeah, watch yeah, it. Sure. Play that for is, it that's literally that his it. entire resume in CSGO. There you like, go. That, time, that lineup An with Voxic where he played for like a few months. I, I mean, for, as a coach perspective there, it's so difficult because like, yeah, he might not have coached before. He... He might have been watching a hell of a lot of CS, actually knowing a lot of what's going on, and he's actually more clever than we think. Like, I have no idea, of course. Look, obviously, so I'm going like, to give him the benefit of the doubt, you know? Yeah, because, exactly. Because, like, for me, a coach can do, or, or can, 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 can be a lot of things. Like, they can be, like, uh, mentally helpful. Uh, they don't always have mm-hmm. to be, like, strictly to the game, tactical-wise, etc. Uh, I think there's so much more to that being a coach than... Just having a huge in-depth knowledge of CS. Yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, of course. But I mean, I don't know. I've from I've never met the guy. I've never talked to him, so it's hard for me to 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 gauge him particularly. But like from what I watched him play, and then just generally from um, some of the things that some of the interviews and stuff like that, he never stru- he never struck me as a guy who would be able to 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 be a great coach. So it's just like hard for me to see 
how he's going to become that now that he's like literally been out of the game like at a high level anyway for such a long time so it's just like i said it's just he doesn't have the resume he doesn't really have as far as i know the personality for it so it's yeah i'm pretty skeptical about this I'd love to see him do well, but he's gonna to have to do some serious like talent scouting if he's gonna build a roster with that. Like, and they're obviously not going Swedish anymore because no, otherwise, thank God. Because, by the way, the announcement just said they disbanded. So originally, <laughs> I thought all the players were released because like three players tweeted that they were released. So I like everyone's released, and I put it in the news. Obviously, not everyone's released because Hampus is still contracted, and he is probably the most exciting player on that team. Yep. And then Scream, who hasn't been playing for that team from, like, I think, September, is also still contracted to that team. So they have two players who potentially, like, decent players. Maybe they want to build around them. Maybe they don't just want to keep them and sell them and go into another team, into another game. But then why did they sign a CSGO coach? I have no idea. So good, good stuff. Interesting. Well, let's move on to a much more fun and interesting topic here, lads. Let's get on to the six-man roster. We don't have a little playthrough for that, so Lucas doesn't have to do anything. So he'll be happy for once. No, no work needing to be done here. So what do we think, boys? First impressions of this Astralis move. Are we for it? Are we against it? Because we spoke about six-man rosters before ages ago, right? Back when we were doing the episode. Are we going to yeah and here? Yeah, do we get a yeah and on that. this one? Let's we can do, do it. that, sure. Um, Fucking hard to engage, to... like an overall thing. I, it's it's a very broad question, so yeah. we'll, just, <laughs> we'll just take our stances and see who's on what side. Yeah, I, I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna explain why. No, yeah, I gotta, I gotta because explain. it's kind of hard. Oh, it's only, hard it's, to... Okay, it's only Prof that's negative, so everyone can take their time. But Prof, go first. Try not to spill everything out in one go. You know, uh, keep it concise. I'll, I'll just start by saying like. The six-man roster is not what people think of. I, I don't think it will be what people think it will be at what this you, moment. What are you saying people because think most it will people, be? Most people just think, oh, maybe we'll, we'll play uh, this guy on this map and then this guy on this map or we'll swap all the time or stuff like that. I think mm -hmm. this is just like, I think this is more the thinking of, let's say, like a big Premier League football club like Chelsea buying like some player, like, 10 players that are kind of good prospects but are free agents buying them and then loaning them out for for the future you know so then maybe in in football years this may be one or two years in cs that's six months or a year when they need a new player then they can reach into that pool and grab them in and bring them back so that is kind of my Ooh. thinking of it i don't think this is an act actual like they'll be swapping all of the time and th this will be like a football football team with like 23 players right that that are just like a part of a unit i'm just gonna throw oh. out something just to counter that just because i just have a like i have a interview with uh, with bozonic and casper the the sports director from from astralis coming up um i don't have all the answers yet but i like one part that was obviously very important was that zonic said i'm just gonna quote literally which is i do think everybody will experience or like will sit out a tournament basically like every single one of their players will sit out a tournament at some point so i guess it's not entirely at the same time like he also went into like saying that that he might he might not actually s attack might not actually play like the next like the first tournament that he's going to be able to like they're going to have to figure it out but but clearly they they do plan on rotating the roster at least like at some point yeah. Uh, even without, you know, probably pe people like being kicked or, or just like benched or anything like that. 
So it is actually going to be like somewhat of a six-man roster and not just like five players and a substitute, which is also something that he commented on. So yeah, from my stance, I, I said yes, just because if you look at it from, from the perspective that, that uh, Prof was saying, that makes perfect sense to me, just because you want to have a guy, if you, if you need a, a change or anything like that, you want to have a guy who's already like accommodated it with the team. And that's obviously what they're going to do, you know, having him prepare with the team, whether he's going to play or not. That's also something that, that, that Zonic was saying. So like having somebody like that be able to just step in whatever needed makes a lot of sense just because he's just going to be able to fill in and, and going to be better than like a complete random standing that you get last minute. So from mm-hmm. that point of view, I think it's great. But from like an overall six-man roster where like you actually expect people to rotate, I'm not so sure. I, I kind of agree, tend to agree with, the, with Prof that this is not something that we've seen work Obviously, it hasn't really been tried too much. Never been done at the top level, definitely. Yeah, not pretty That's not my really. thing. And also, it's not been done in a system that's like what Charlotte's have, right? So, for me, the reason I like the idea of it is we see more and more players getting burnt out. I don't know, sickness, things happen, stuff go down. So, six players, great. But the great thing about Essie Tag is he's a player that can fill multiple roles. If he's got that time to look at everything they're doing, look at the system in general, there's great opportunities to be had there. And... Astralis are one of those teams that have kept the lineup for the longest of times, right? Like, maybe not as long as some, say, the VP lineup of old, the Polish one, for no, example. They've been together for two years. But it's now. been, yeah, in two years, a lot of time we're talking CS. So we know what players can get, like events, burnout, stuff like that happening. Having a player that you can slot in is very good. And I think a motivational side of it is that potentially if he continues to do well, then he can be the man that moves into the, the top spot the whole time, right? Maybe if a player does need to have a, a bit of a, a boost to, motivate him further to play up to that level because it's not like say this is coming just because Australis didn't have the greatest start to the year right but we know how much strain tournaments and how this works can have on up and I think a lot of the time the problem is okay it maybe costs so much to be able to have this for a team to be able to take on their shoulders well Australis trying out in this way you never know we'll have to see where it can come in I mean I think you touched on something there James uh that hasn't been touched enough. Like, if you have this six guy sitting on the bench, you as a coach can suddenly pressure your players and see who is actually doing the work and who is not. And if you're not doing your work properly, well, I have another guy sitting right here behind you who want to do better than you. So in that this case... Is, is this your wet, wet dream, essentially? Hunger. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that is literally how you want it because... Luckily now, I have five guys who's really working hard. But like James is saying, there's so many tournaments, so many travel days, etc., etc. You risk having burnout different times, and then it's good to have a six-player. That is one benefit for sure. But I think the overall most benefit you're going to get is the pressure of one other player breathing down your neck that I'm going to do better than you. So you better perform, and you better work your ass off. I think that's the number one goal for, for this to, to make sense. I have. I mean, I, there is I, like I have a lot of variables. Like, I, I, yeah. I really love this subject because I think it's a really cool idea to have like a six or even seven man roster. Me and Prof talked a little bit about it before, and you were like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you can do many, like a lot of cool things with it. it. It takes CS to a whole new level, and and if you can incorporate it, which is really difficult, but I mean, if someone can do it, probably Astralis can do it, no? 
Yeah, and, um, and you also have to have a player, right, that's going to have the mindset that they're happy to be that sixth player because so many players would never sit in that role. So I'm sure, sure these conversations they've had with Estetag have been very full on. And also the fact that, yeah, he gets away to, to play at the very highest level under a system that is as rigorous and will, as will detailed he, as Astralis. Will he actually yeah, I, get to play? I, I guarantee you level. he'll get to play. I guarantee he will get, get to play, play but will no, he at the get highest to play level. The, the, high, the best tournaments? That I, is, I would that say is questionable now, at this. I would say now that definitely, just from knowledge I have and information I have outside of that, and obviously I can tell you guys off stream, no problem. You definitely can't <laughs> leave that here. But I'm just saying that there's definitely a sense that is being made here. This, this, and, and it would only work for a team, I feel like, where they have such structure in place. Like this wouldn't work for a looser style team. 100%. Like you need this Astralis structure. Like it's so funny mm -hmm. when we talk about teams, like we always go back to this Astralis. Like are we doing the Astralis method or not? Like we even talk about it in, in our team, you know, like, um, but for me, I just think people is looking very narrowly at this point and just saying, oh, six guy doesn't make sense. How are they going to practice? How are they going to blah, blah, blah. They're seeing so many problems, like problems instead of seeing so many opportunities. Like imagine you had a defensive opera on your uh, your backhand, you know, and also a Voxic on the other hand. So suddenly you're gonna face a guy who's super aggro, and another map he's you swap that player out with another one who's super defensive, and it's gonna be a pain in the ass to play against because you you don't know which one we're gonna put in, you know. And I think when you start to analyze it and go that in depth, I think suddenly you can you can make some really cool things happen. There's so much potential with okay. it. And, and in terms of practice, right? Because you touched on it there, Regin, about executing it in practice. I think for a system like we've, we've heard from Astralis many times, right? That they maybe practice less games than other teams. They practice in other ways a bit more that they see effectively. Then this perfect to have a sixth player in there and, and go over more of the details and the strats that go around it. 100%. I also feel like it's a lot of people are putting down, oh, we be practicing eight hours a day and like playing like 10 scrims or whatever. Mm -hmm. and it's just like, that is not effective. Like, whoever you are, you can't focus that much. Like Look at EG. Just before Blast, people were telling us they'd come to Europe and they were playing like, I don't know, 14 scrims a day or something like that. It's like, that's great and all, but is that really effective at that point? Exactly. Playing that many? I can't confirm whether that's the exact number. No, no, no. That's I, just I, what I, was I, being I, heard. I, I, it's the same with us. Like we maximum play five scrims a day, where we have an an an, an hour break between them. Also, so like mm. you don't sit like for five hours in total. Uh, then we have like after we're going through mistakes, theory, talking, uh, like ideas, uh, how we work out practically, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then suddenly your day is is anyway like eight or nine hours long. You know, uh, so you you don't have to, in my opinion, play that much. Like and like you said, James, if you're having less practice you have more time to everything else like yeah. dry runs looking over demos studying etc etc there's so much potential here that if you just do it right i think you can you can do something unique yeah i mean doing it right is the is the problem basically right because yeah like you were saying you kind of have to have the right player and i do agree that if you want to get somebody like that and i said this on twitter as well Esatak is a really oh, good best. option just yeah. because he's gone through so much in heroic like all kinds of different roles that you could probably imagine it's wild like, throughout those three it. years he was literally part of like four different like cores of rosters i think he, he, he yeah, got moved but, about by the way just like and he got exactly he was moving, moving 
Nine different lineups. Nine different lineups. I don't know how many cores. Is that legit? Nine lineups. Oh, there was there were definitely different cores and and like several several variations of lineups. It was like ten different players that he that he's played with on top of this. Now you said nine different lineups as well. I've got even more respect for him because I thought he was a complete player in general, right? But Jesus Christ, he was was also benched at one point. (laughs) Well, for a very short time though, no. I think it was really like pretty short. Like yeah, and, and there's a, like everyone, like all of his ex teammates are like very positive about him. Yeah, as I a don't player. hear negativity like, around. Like him. a lot, like not just like kind of positive, just like out of going out of the way to hype him up and like say that he's like a, a good teammate. So that is also worth something, I guess. This gets me more excited, honestly. Like if this was a different player or a different team, I would probably not be so positive about it. But like there is more potential here of it. And the next bit you've got here on the topic, lads, says, why didn't it work in the past? What? It, where are we going with this one? Who wants to take the lead well, on that? Well, Prof, Prof put this together. I, I there did, we go, Prof. Did say there it was go. Kind of the thing is, like, I was like, what do you mean, why didn't it work in the past? No, like, no top legit teams have taken it. Because like, a, lot so of, a lot of people are talking about this on on the Twitter and the internet are like saying, oh, but this never worked. It can never work because it never worked. I think, I don't, I don't know. The only team that I know that did it like, that are actually trying to do it in some way are Ago at the moment. I don't know how they're actually doing it, but Ago are a team that are trying to like copy the Australis model. Let's be honest. Like they have like a super cool uh, headquarters in Poland. They have like seven players signed. They have like three coaches, performance coach, in-game coach, this coach, that coach, like mental coach. They have, and they did that like back in 2018. This is not like something they did yesterday. Yeah, how they have been doing been? that. The results have been shit. <laughs> oh, there you go. And, and where are they ranked? They, they, the had, their the best, they had their best. They had their best. They had their best results when they were just like five players before all of this investment and all of these things. I'm just saying that people are are calling them out as an example of this not no. working, right? I, I but, mean, that's that's just BS. Sorry to say, like just because yeah. it doesn't work out for one team or whatever. There's when you're building this, or like let me put it like this: if it doesn't work, in my opinion, it's lack of structure. If the structure, if the whole structure works, it, it like it, eventually it will work. In my opinion, uh, doesn't really matter. Like, it, well, now I rephrase that because it matters a lot on the players. Are they willing to buy into this concept? Mm-hmm. Are they willing to really do what it takes? Because I don't, I don't think people understand how much it takes to do the Astralis model. Like we're talking workout every day, like physical workout. Yeah. We are talking. Uh, practice with the team, individual training, uh, studying your opponents, analyzing Outside your the own game. game. There is so like we're talking twelve hours a day, and you also have to sleep. But, I mean, like if you want some off time and doing the Australis way, you're, you're not gonna get it, mate. Sorry to say. Yeah, man, and just... that's the thing. Like if you don't buy into that and go full throttle in that, it's not gonna work. I also think that like if you want to be a sixth player for a team. It's only going to be, at this point, it's only going to be the best team in the world or the second best, theoretically, on the rankings right now. But I think in the minds of everyone, Astralis is still kind of the best team in the world. Why would you be the the backup player for Astralis if you could play for, like, G2? That doesn't make sense, right? Like, the only only team... I actually said it wrong. The only team you would want to be a backup for is Astralis because they are the best players. And then if you can, down the line, get a place in that team, then that is worth sitting on their bench, being their backup for like six months or whatever. That, but isn't that's that a very from my perspective, that's why it wouldn't, like for Argo players, let's say, 
why were why would you be the sixth or seventh player for Ago if you could go and play in Illuminar or wh whatever any other Polish team? Like what is what is the benefit of playing in Ago, who's like fortieth in the world, when you can play for the forty fifth or the fiftieth team in the world? It's no, it's no difference, right? So I that's mean, why I think I, I have they to are the only... prof because I totally disagree there because okay. like it's again coming down to the structure. How much do you want to invest in this, and how much do you believe like in the whole process? You know. So of course, let, give me a, if you let, have like let me give you seven players. Yeah, let go. me give you an example. Let's say, uh, let me see, just let, let, get, let me get some like good player out of anywhere. Let's say Madden from Godsent, for example. If Mile Sports approach him and say they want to sign him to be their sixth player, and he can stay in Godsent, or maybe he can go to like OG or something and be an active player, like a Five pl five player roster. Why would he go to Miles Sports? I mean, at the moment, as the tournament is right now, then of course I agree with you. It would not make sense for him because he but has. Let's the let's, to play uh, let's uh, forget about the Corona and everything about that. No, let's, I mean, let's, I mean, let's, like, let's imagine like, there's land. It's not about that. I think that the way the tournaments are made, etc. Like you can only, uh, 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 what's it called? In, 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 enroll five players for the major. So yeah. meaning that he probably will never play the major. You know. In that well, the sense, ma it the major make sense is just the it. only thing, though. As, as oh, far yeah, as yeah but know. I mean, like, it's a deal for players, etc. And yeah. like Prof say, if he wants to have playtime, uh, he probably would better off playing on a top fifteen but team. But hypothetically, let's say this is not a problem. Like, you would actually say that 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 maiden should have should have, should go to Mall Sports. I mean, if, in this if, scenario, if, if the tournament and the structure and everything was there in place, so you can actually swap out between maps, like in my perfect world, yeah, it makes sense to do it because why not? Look, as 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 for, like sure, the, but I guess problem prof's problem is that like basically this guy wouldn't get to play like on on an equal level as the as the the, the entire remainder of the team. Yeah, but and that's I think, where I totally disagree. Because yeah, sure. like you can do so many things. Like this is where it's so unexplored, no? Because like let's yeah, say he is playing uh, all the close quarter maps, New York Vertical, whatever. Just like for an example. So you have this guy who's only playing these two maps and like it's really insane on him or whatever. And you can also swap that guy out and playing some other maps so you're gonna play a completely different role. And I bet you a team like Astralis is gonna struggle against that because they're the type of team that's where every player sit down and study the opponent and suddenly that guy is not in there and they to play like a completely different role. And they're going blind into this. There is so many cool aspects and things you could do with this. Yeah, sure. But you right now is not. This is also why I'm like right now. Enough. Does it make sense for Australia to do it? Yes or no? I'm not sure. Uh, but down the line, 100. percent The thing is, like, the way the the reason why I don't think it would work this way is because you're probably not, especially like if you're Australia, because that's just the hard team to get a a, a player that is on the same level. Esetag, you know, is good, but obviously he has not played at a at, at in a team that is vying yeah, for the well, number one spot or has yeah. been the number one team for the last two years, you know. And obviously, like Astralis have to know that the lineup that they have right now is skill wise or just in general the best possible version of the, the, the that they have. Obviously, like Esetag is is going to come in whenever like either a player is maybe not motivated or is like you know burned out and stuff like that in those scenarios, which I'm sure you know might happen like once for a player once every year or something. So he's probably going to come in for like five tournaments in a year or whatever. But obviously, like he's going to have to switch out roles co constantly if this is what's what we expect to happen, which is why I feel like it's going to be difficult unless you have like 
a lot of players lined up and they're ready to like step in for for like every position basically because it's just it's gonna be it's gonna put him in such a shit spot in terms of like he's gonna have to learn everything everybody if if he's he's gonna be utilized this way. But we've already said right he's a complete player from the the outside perspective he can fit quite nicely into what Astralis has to offer. Complete I just think player I on think a this top fifteen level not on the top yeah, one level. Com- completely agree with that. But he's but still a complete that- player right and he can still be taught. So for me. This situation on a sixth player has to be very much down to what that sixth player has to offer, what their mentality is like going into it. And they also have to be able to accept the fact that, like, for example, he probably knew with his heroic roster that there's only so far they were going to go again before another change came in. So it's like, are we are we waiting for him to eventually rise to the top? Or did he think this was the best option for him? Probably this is the best option he could see for the, the near future. I mean, I mean, and we're just going to have to uh, wait and see how it pans out before we can we can go any further on it. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like it, like him as a player, like Isitek, he is an amazing player. He could easily go in on a top five team and perform really well. I guarantee you that he is that good. I do, like, but if he went for a full Danish roster, right? If he wants to just stay with that, then what other options does he have? Why isn't he on a Miles Sports or an international team if he is that good? He might just want to stay on a Danish roster, all Danish. Has he ever played on an international roster? No, I don't think. think I think it's also that he's kind of flown under the radar. Um, Obviously, like some some people know him well, but it's just like he hasn't really been on. Like his stats haven't been amazing because he's just like been kind of thrown around and and obviously had to change roles and stuff like that. So he's not like a mega star that you like everybody is just going to take note of immediately. Like he's just a very good all around player that you have to pay close attention to mm-hmm. to know how good he is. So I feel like that's why he's not necessarily had a chance to 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 make that step up. And like you're saying, like James, like it, did he want to go international? I mean, his he yeah. speaks English fluently. He's really good in communication wise there. So I, it, like he could easily do it. But he always had like His choice. a pretty good team. Like it's not like he had a bad team. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I agree. like who who were supposed to pick him up? No, yeah, I, like, I agree like, with that for sure. Like except us pro- properly. Uh, from his perspective, I totally get it just because, especially like if you look at his career over the past three years with Heroic, he's never made the step up to like being the team that always goes to the big events. He's always been like on the edge of that and never really able to, to you know, push through. It's obviously, like, yeah, you, you have to look at how, like, how much they changed and how much was in his power. But obviously, that's just what comes with it, right? So from his perspective, after three years of going through this, where he's like a, a borderline top 20, top 15 team maybe the entire time, for him, it makes perfect sense to just go, even like if he's like a, a semi-substitute for a, for the number one team, just because that's a completely different level that you're con- that you're entering all of a sudden, a completely different structure that you're entering and stuff like that. You're going to learn a lot from yeah, this experience. Yeah, that's one of the biggest points that we're forgetting here as an... As a younger player, like you yeah. said with Maiden, Prof, before you had a, like uh, your example with Maiden. Yeah. Imagine how much he can learn by being under Kerrigan's, like if he used to join Mouse, like you said before. Like, imagine how much he, he can learn in this one-year, two-year contract he's going to sign. Like, for me, I would do it any day. Yeah, yeah. I think then, the problem then, is then like you how... Also, you also have to compare like learning from a passive perspective and learning from yeah. an active perspective because yeah but i mean like if, if you're more... not active or if, if you're not activating the guy it doesn't make any sense to have a six player it doesn't but, make uh, any no, sense uh, but as doesn't matter how much he get he will get to play but he won't get to play as much as he would in like a top 15 team where he's the top like one of the five 
original players, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. So, so then there is like a give and take there, but uh, but th that is a good uh, good uh, good selling point, I guess. I just think that's play under So, guys, we have rambled on about this for a long time. It's a, it's a very good conversation, but I will move us on because we cannot spend all day. We could talk for a hell of a long time about this. I'm sure we'll have to see how it pans out. I'm sure we'll revisit it when it actually comes into fruition when we see how it all goes down. But let's move on to the EPL Season 11. So as we already know, it's all been playing online and you guys want to start with Vitality, the impressions of their new player. So who wants to take the lead? Who wants to take the start of this? Because it didn't look too bad from my perspective. Apart from the 018 or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, it, you've got you to give me a dream, right? It's a huge jump up. It's a I huge mean, jump up. It's hard up. not to bring it up when it's like, when, when something like that happens, it's not particularly common. Give him a break. Yeah, no, come I mean, on. You, I've, you gotta... look, look, I'm not, I'm not bashing him or anything. I'm just saying that what's a fact that he obviously, uh, it's obviously going to take time for him to, um, to get used to it. So it's like, he's You're been pretty up and down, ones. obviously. So, and he's never had played at this level. So it makes perfect sense there for him go. to be, to be this, uh, uh, this up and down. So it's kind of hard to tell at this point, but from what I saw, like there were points where I was pretty impressed with him and, and the way the way that he played. Obviously, other points were not where it wasn't so much. Um, like I watched all of the Astralis the last series there, and he just was like one of those where he didn't really have too much impact on the on the game at all. So it's just like um, it's still tough to say. Um, but and I how kind long of did like, they have with him, by the way? How many days is it? I don't like, know. Something three like days. Like, see, so like now, now it's been like. Two weeks at most in total. So, but before the game started, what like a week? Yeah, it's before, like a few weeks. Few Alex days, just, yeah. Alex went. They tried to hold on to him. That was their goal with it all. And then he comes in, gets bumped up to this level. So yes, the zero team was a good long, thing to laugh about. Sure. But there's so many factors in with this that from the basics of what I saw from him and what he was able to deliver in game, there's potential there. And Vitality didn't completely shit the bed and use that as an excuse. They bombed out, for example. Yeah, I don't know, uh, but overall, like Vitality is kind of similar to what they were before. Not, mm -hmm. I guess they're kind of still running the like yeah, what they was left. Change much. Yeah, what was left from before. Not like they had a lot of time. Uh, I saw some good maps from Shocks, at least some good plays. Maybe some like the Astralis overpass game was kind of ridiculous. He was getting hitting some just like it's not even like highly skilled ridiculous just like lucky ridiculous shots <laughs> dropping down the down the ladder killing dupree then killing people through smokes with a deagle just like ridiculous but overall i guess they they actually did quite quite well for what happened like losing an in-game leader getting a new young player in they managed to finish second i think in the group so they were through to the second part and took a map off astralis i think this is a overall a decent showing for them uh, considering everything yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, Regin, did you did you say like like the what is it? His name Minsutu? Minsuta. Minsuta. There you go. Probably. I, uh, I mean, like <laughs> he he has these ups and downs as a new player coming into the team. You can see he's not established. Uh, I think he he did well in some maps, other maps not so well, and it's it's like what you can expect for a short time they had to to play with him and his first time at this level. So. I mean, I, just to be fair, I had actually worse rating than him on Vertigo than he had when he had 0.18. You did? <laughs> you I did? had 0, 0.0 rating and he had 0. 0.12 or something, yeah. So actually, I was <laughs> And you still won the game. 
That would be oh, last vertigo. Not, the, not vertigo, but still won the, won the series. I mean. <laughs> That's when I turned the screen on and then say, no, it's I feel like that's like that's probably a candidate for like the lowest rating ever. I think actually it is. I don't know. I don't know. I've but never, it should I, be, and I should I've be never seen below zero point zero. I mean zero point nine. <laughs> I, so I, need to, sure. I need to check this. Where, where did they stick you on Vertigo Vision? Did they throw you on B side? I just took Kerrigan's place, and I have been. <laughs> it is actually so funny because we have been talking a lot about Vertigo ever since it came out, like how to play on A, etc. I was like, you should just play passive. And he said, oh, you can't do that all the time. You have to be aggressive. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm trying. And now I had the chance to show him, you know? And I got <laughs> completely wrecked. And it was just like, it was my first time playing Vertigo. So I was like, I, it was like, okay, what to do when you're playing? I haven't played for five months when I had to play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but it was like, it was pretty fun. So well, we're all locked <laughs> in now, Resin. <laughs> me and you will get some games and play some Vertigo. We do the old oh, cast sure. stack, drag yeah. you in. When, when we're at this, obviously it was like, pretty talked about but at the same time i know when i'm playing a matchmaking game against like higher level players and i'm getting wrecked like every fucking round like yeah. every time you see like half of the guy you're already dead and that happens all the time and i'm playing a matchmaking game or a face it game i get annoyed as fuck like you're playing an actual game in the grand final <laughs> how does that feel like being destroyed over and over again i like, mean are, I, like like I said, I, I hadn't played since the last time I touched the game was at DreamHack Melmory, and I think that was like five months before. And literally, when we figured out, I just sit down instantly and played some deathmatch, etc., to, to warm up, and my hand hurt like hell after that. Five <laughs> minutes playing because I'm getting old, and I was just like, "Yeah." The worst well, part is this is so relatable to me, like because I've, <laughs> I haven't played CS yeah. for, for like actively for quite a while now, and whatever I do, like I hop on deathmatch for an hour, and my head is wrecked. Yeah, it's full. Wrecked. Mate, try try play with like Hugo, Harry, Dinko, all those commentators a lot who just play nonstop all the time. They were warmed up, keen as hell. Every time I jump into the game, it's like get my old man self ready, get into it, and it's like, oh god, this is just horrible. I mean, apparently, like, if, apparently, just just to to intercept, uh, Solak had a zero point zero four, and he had zero twenty in a game like I don't know six Swiss, six years not ago. Even that, I the Swiss legend, that. yeah, Swiss Solak. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, if to answer your question, Prof, I mean, like, it was it was what I expected. Like <laughs> when I'm playing face it now, also when you're playing someone who has good aim, etc., just wrecks you. You can just you just feel like you you know you're not as good, you know. Mm. And like I just drop the AK all the time to Robin uh, to go kill, do something, <laughs> and like just just make whatever you can do for your team. And when we then switch to train, I just said, "Fuck it, give me an op," and I'm just gonna because then you can point and click. You know, you don't have yeah, to that makes sense. have yeah. these yeah. Uh, duels. Uh, so yeah. Funnily enough, that's how that's how Lerp is playing the staff cups. When you play the staff cups, like Lerp has literally said, "My my my aim is shit, and my like my spray control is non-existent. So let me just stop." And it kind of yeah, worked. Exactly. It was fun. I heard Lucas was baiting as fuck in those in those games. Can Not, you I don't know. I, I don't know. I was yeah. I was in the front just kind of like killing, so I didn't care what was happening behind me. Alright, so next bit we're gonna to touch on EPL stuff as we had a little bit of a fun chat on the end of that one. Astralis and the versus or sorry, Astralis Navi recover after slow starts. The button's no longer working, Lucas, so your program is broken. <laughs> Nothing's changing anymore, mate. It's not working, but, I mean, but that's what the title should be. Do you want to yay and nay this? Or what? No, I don't know. No, no we don't need it to. Make sense, huh? 
They um so Astralis Navi obviously yes they recovered after a slow start but I, I don't really blame them right how long was it since they last played online like Navi was two years or something yeah it was like a year and a half or something something yeah. crazy like that I mean uh, I think it's like a bad excuse no honestly they're practicing every day online yeah it's I not mean, like it's, it's obviously like, not yeah, what's yeah. this <laughs> you know like they, they have tried it before you know like uh, like for me it's just because it's online it's not because it's the first time Astralis played online for like one year or whatever. It's not like, about that. It's about the team they're playing. It's more comfortable. Is you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's been a while since they played, probably. And yeah, I mean, like, that's what's happening. You know, it's, it's not like you go from a PC to an Xbox and like try yeah, to figure exactly, out what's happening exactly. with the controller. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Like, honestly, Navi for me was looking pretty pretty shit in those early games i don't even remember the first two but they, they lost a big right that was the dust two game that i remember not really looking they, spirit also? north north was the other one yeah big, yeah big made like a huge huge comeback there it was like navi should have won that then they lost that zero two in the groups and then the fours game they also should have probably lost and then fours as a top 15 or top 20 team against a top one team does, they shit the bed at the end, allowed the comeback, Navi made the comeback, and then they won that game. And over time, won the, won the third map, won the next two games. And somehow they ended up on, on top of the group, which is amazing. Kind of like if you didn't follow anything, you'd say, oh, this was expected. But if you watch the first two games, you would, it is kind of a surprise. That they Navi were in danger of just like being out after the first yeah. three games. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, they, they were very close to getting out, going out completely. That was a scary. Uh, it was forced to play, but they should have lost, no, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, what, that's what Prowl said. Yeah. Uh, I had the spirit in my mind then for some reason. I'm no way. No. No, they're not even that in their group. No, it's, the group other, no? it's the other group. Yeah. They're also a CS team. So you're forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch them all together. No, I mean, uh, but still, it is online CS, but there are some worrying signs there. We also saw like when Boomich doesn't show up or when he just doesn't, can't, I don't know. I don't know if it doesn't show up or he just gets shut down by the other team. You can see how Navi is, is, is not the same team that won Katowice, for sure. So that, that is kind of a thing, even though Simple is performing all the time, they, they also need all of these supporting, supporting elements. Yeah, it's no longer a one-man show anymore. I mean, Boomers is so f annoying to play against and also nice to play against because you know he's going to do these crazy moves, you know, like he he don't care. He just go, you know? And I think like that that is like, it's not a sustainable thing to have, but I think it can pop off, you know, when it works, they're going to win it all because suddenly they have so much map control, they have arguably the world's best player and electronic, like, Number four in the world, in my opinion, he's so damn good. I mean, like, suddenly, if this works, you gain all the map control, you're going to win the match, for sure. So how do, you, how do you see Navi then moving from here? Like, should they change things to be more consistent? Or, or how, how would you approach the, the whole situation they have right now with, like, a lot of firepower, have Boomich as the in-game leader being kind of this high-risk play, player? What I do mean, you do, it's, it's it's again super difficult when you're not like on their comps and everything. You can only see like when they're playing. Um, I mean, I think they they have the right ingredients. I am still not sure about the name now. 
Perfecto? Perfecto yeah, was perfecto, the yeah. worst rated player uh, of the, both two groups. I, I'm wow. still yeah. not uh, completely sold on him, but I'm on the uh, on the other hand, I'm still not like writing him off, you know, like because you can't write off someone the blade to, picks to perform when you have two players like electronic assembly in your team, uh, because they take so much space and they take yeah, a lot per- of your kills also. Perfecto has 0.81 rating, worst played 12 maps. Most of the players play like 11, 13 maps, so it's more or less the same. Uh, like MSL was above him, X7, Crystal, Golden, Kito, Rush, Misuta. Those are the players are all above above him in the rating. I mean, and like, they finished for, top, for, for me, it doesn't like it, it's always been a question for me why they picked him over a lot of other players CIS has to offer. Like they Money. have a lot of good players, you know. Money. But I mean, like they must know something about him that we don't, or like he is giving something that we don't know about. Well, when I spoke to Blade at the end of Katowice, because I, I questioned his decision making <laughs> on picking Perfecto, and one of the things he said was that he just he saw something in him that he could mold that like other players didn't have, kind of stuck in their ways that would maybe be harder for them to work with, but. We do need to see more of that, right? We need to. You can only say, "Oh, he needs a bit more time for ever so long." But he, he again, is what he's only three months in. I think it's also he's not in a position where he's. I said it. I said this last episode as well. Like Perfecto mm. is just not the type of player who's going to make a massive difference, uh, unless he's going to clutch like he he did, you know, and and um in, in various games in Karavica. Uh, but it just, just general, like he's he's such a passive player that he's just not going to have a massive impact on most games, whether they go well or not. I just want to check his clutches because yeah, that was like a big talking point in Katowice. He also had he had one clutch from twelve maps, so uh, not nothing nothing in that department either. So just not his. And the reason he was probably picked as well is a lot down to what those meetings that the CIS teams were having about crazy buyouts and holding yeah. the players and all that I, madness that was going on. I think you also have to look like one of the in the chat just pointed out like he has like the quote unquote worst spots. Um, and I feel like it's it's really hard if you're not where the action are and you always have to clutch or whatever, Rotating. or you're like in a one on three or one on four. Well, your stats is gonna be terrible then. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm is. saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Stuff. Yeah, and like on top of that, he's actually like very passive, like even in his play style in general. So it does it even goes beyond his positions. Yeah, he just doesn't play. Um, but but for me, it's, it's a little funny, like. Why would you grab a player that you can mold when you already have arguably two of the world's best players on your team? You just need the right structure to support those players. Then you should be able to win your games, in my opinion. Blade is a long game playing uh, to be, genius, to be the fair, mastermind puppet. Yeah, to be fair, they I'm, just, I'm just thinking like you need results now if you're simple and electronic because they have been... Like the world best player, and like he's been top five electronic like last three years, something like that. Like he, they are so good. They want results. They want trophies. They are not waiting half a year or a year. Yeah, I, I mean the problem they, is they, they did try it, so. to go the better, better way. If you remember, yeah, <laughs> maybe it wasn't the right way to, to go to, but they did try. They with Guardian, I mean, obviously. Guardian with Guardian, yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously. I'm not gonna come on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, that was the thing yeah. that should have never happened. Never happened. 
All right, let's get on to the last part of this EPL Season 11 discussion. So, which international squad will top Group C? Well, Regin, we probably know your answer already, mate. So, that should be quite an easy one for you. I think it's uh, pretty interesting that we actually got... Uh, There's four got, of them. Got four international teams. Like, yeah. all, of, all of the top international teams are in one group. G2, uh, Milesports, obviously, then... Phase OG. Phase and OG. We don't have uh, complexity and we don't have godsend. That would be, like top six but but this is this is pretty good we'll see how they match up against each other i'm just looking forward to the opening matchup we get mouse versus phase again you phase maybe yeah the fucking evergreen you guys play each other so much man yeah it's literally non-stop we only played like three times huh? four times no nah, no you had more than that i'm sure we beat nah, it feels like, feels like, like feels i feel like, like we've seen it a lot i feel like we've seen it a lot feels like because more, you yeah. rewatch it all the time james <laughs> <laughs> I think we beat them two times in the best of three and lost you one play, time. You in played the best six of one. times, you've only lost once, and it was the best of one. Yeah, so we had two best of threes and one best of one, no? Uh, one best of three, two best of three, best of threes, and one okay. best of one. Yeah, yeah well, as long as it's best of three, we're going to beat them, no? Yeah, no, there you go. That sounds looks to be like, the looks statistical like logic. Point. Yeah, definitely. They're saying phase are our best of one team. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh,. No, let, let's just uh, let's look at the actual groups. So, who is uh, there? I'm lost in the tabs. Well, Virtus Pro, Virtus Pro and Tyler are the other two teams that oh, we yeah. didn't talk so, about. But we, I don't think anybody expects either of those two to... We can, two, we can skip those I know Tyler can two. cause some upsets, but what's interesting, and Reggie, you might Virtus, know about Virtus this, they, so Tyler have moved their um, offices over here in Europe to Ukraine. Have they been practicing a hell of a lot against other European teams now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they've been back on it. Interesting. No, they've been they've been here for a long time. They, like, yeah, apart end, from like, the end of last year, weeks. they moved. Like they've been practicing at least two weeks here. I know. No, I mean they they were there before. They they only went back to like Hong Kong for the Asia Minor Qual, and then went back to to okay. Ukraine immediately. Yeah, so they, they were, were here, here the entire year, basically. No? Sorry. Yeah, they, they they were in Europe before Kets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. At the end of Malta, that's when they opened the offices. So yeah, literally, literally like they've been here for the entire year, basically. I was interested to see how their practice was going because obviously they've been talking about that move for ages. Whether they can actually do any damage again with a weird like, ass roster. I mean, that actually, like scrims, etc. You are gonna do better, of course, but without Bentit. Yeah. And with more uh, like language barriers. More confusion. But that whole move to Europe was very under the radar. I didn't know even that was like a long, long term thing. I knew, I knew they were here like for a boot camp thing. No, they've got an office now in Kiev. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. So that is like uh, they're planning to spend more, like a lot of time in, in Europe. I'm guessing they're planning to put the, the, the whole team use their practice around that, right? I think that makes the most sense for them. Because like who else are you practicing against in Asia, realistically? You get terrible ping to the Australian, New Zealand yeah, servers is, when you're trying to do the practice I mean, there. And the other Asian teams just I, as, as not even on close to their level and their level's not high enough as it is to play what they're playing. Or I mean, if you, if like... you want to do something about it, if you're living in 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 the in Australia or, or you say you, you, you have to move for it, you know? Like, you have to go in there or you... It's surprising it's taken entirely it this long, though, with all their money and everything else, like... They've had all these chances. We've been on the roster for so long; it would have made all the perfect sense. And now yeah. we do it when he's gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of faith in them. I mean, there is nothing to base. Things just anything. more the same. It's just more the same, right? They might have a have a decent like opera now, but it's just, uh, yeah, 
same language I mean, like, barriers, same language, language problems. I, I, I still think you have to say like it's um, that it's gonna be online, and they are That's not fair. bad players. Like Summers, somebody, Freeman, uh, they are really good players in my opinion. Like they might not have shown it that much, but they can pop off. And if they're comfortable here and playing against teams uh, who is playing from home. Maybe it's not uh, taking it that seriously because it's not in front of a crowd or there's not a possibility of playing a crowd. They're going to do some upsets for sure. Yeah, I reckon they're going to be super aggressive and some teams just be yeah, like, Yeah, exactly. Like, they are, and they, they, like, Tai Lu is a team that when you play them, they're just going to come at your face. doesn't matter if they're sitting in front of your crowd or whatever. They're playing this really aggressive style. And if you're not ready for it, you're going to get smashed down. And especially online, they're probably going to do it again and even more. I'd agree. I'd agree. All right, so what do we reckon then on who's top in the group out of those international teams, ladies and gentlemen? Nice, nice. <laughs> obvious, obvious choice in there. Uh, I still have like uh, quite a bit of faith in FaZe, honestly. Ooh, okay. Obviously, we see Nico and Colzera are now roommates, so that is, uh, that is also plus team chemistry, plus bonding, plus frags on the server. The I think they were kind of... They they were pretty good in Katowice, but I don't remember who they lost the last. They lost to Navi for the for the playoffs, right? Yes, the rematch. They lost to Navi twice, and that's yeah. all they. That's who they lost to too. And, and they got go smacked the down tournament. on the second time. So the first one they put up more of a fight, and the second best of three, they I think it was on the dust two game. Simple just popped I, off. So I think even though they're kind of these these players that are not going to be like online players for sure, they're going to be the players that are going to be suffering from playing online. Uh, but I think they, they are still pretty sick. They can do a lot of a lot of damage. I feel and... like FaZe have always been pretty good online, though. Like, they've... Well, yeah, actually... I, think, I think they'll, they'll have that um, sick room they were bootcamping from before, though. Wasn't it in Serbia? Am I, am I correct? I don't think everyone's there. I think everyone else ah, okay. is uh, home, right? Oh, I mean, that's, that's team honestly, honestly, that is a recipe for cabin fever, to be honest. Like, having that being stuck in the, same, you done? In the same house for a long time, I feel like that's... Uh, Especially under these circumstances, that's yeah. Some teams are doing it. Yeah, I know, but I mean, at least you can go out and you know you can like do some shit. But now, obviously, not not so no, much. No, but big big did it the whole time, didn't they? Yeah, they sure. They, they, they have some, some people can do it though. They have that family style approach thing. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Does anyone know if any team is actually like boot camping right now? Like all five players being together. Well, Tyler, just Tyler, just Tyler, just Tyler, Tyler, Tyler big ends. Um, OG doing it? I'd assume Astralis will play from the offices, maybe? No, I don't think so. They They play. Astralis is playing from home. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that would make perfect sense to me, just because also also Zipex also lives pretty far far away. Devices in Sweden, isn't he? So it's like, yeah, yeah, they're not going to travel for this, I'm sure. They're going to, they've moved on. Complexity aren't even doing it. Because it's only the Danes and the Americans are in uh, Denmark. Yeah, right. And poisons at home with shitty Bulgarian internet, which no, I can like I can like the same. Uh, they, they 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 were in the same office. Who? North. North and who? Just north. Just north. Oh, okay. Like, oh, right. one together in one oh, okay. I thought I thought like with another team. I didn't. Yeah. That's me stuttering, saying north. <laughs> That's <sometimes>. okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, let's let's do do our predictions. I'm I'm predicting phase to top this group. So to top. I want Striker and Banks to give their expert opinions and host opinion. I'm going mouse sports for it. 
not just because Regency. I think FaZe, obviously, they they looked really good when we saw them at Blast, but then when it came to Katowice, I just thought when you get a rematch against Narvex, they can put up more of a fight in that one. The G2 one is, like, so up and down. Like, sometimes I'm really behind them. You can see, like, oh, yeah, this is a system that works, but I don't know. I, I think they still need a, a little bit more time on that whole communication side of things, especially because the cool thing at Blast was we could listen into a lot of their comms. I'm sure Sponge has mentioned it. It just it gives you a huge amount of insight to it all. That leaves me, huh? So fucking hard, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on phase actually. Oh, you're doubling down on phase, show. destroying mouse sports and teaching Regen a lesson. <laughs> that is gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, you can you time. can portray it as that. It's just like they. I think in this kind of set of teams, I think they look pretty good. It's just like the whole like you have to play everybody and stuff like that, and I feel like Phaser will just play well against anybody. So it's that's kind of my thinking, and they've I feel like they've always been good online. It might be just a just like a feeling from previous CPL seasons, but also they like missed out on one finals like two seasons ago. So it's not like it's a it's a sure thing, but I feel like they're they're just uh, they're gonna be okay. So Regen, who is the most dangerous team for you? Since you obviously can't talk about it. no, don't say uh, we are our worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, I, I think it must game. be phase. Like, I think phase looked really solid. Uh, like James said, G two, you never really know where they are. Like, either they show up and full throttle, and you get hammered on, or they are not showing up at all, and they get picked apart. Um, I think it's really difficult to say. Like, I think everyone can beat everyone, but uh, yeah, we have to see. But I mean, we are gonna go five zero in the group, so it doesn't matter anyway. Okay. No problem. Everyone can beat everyone, but we will beat everyone. <laughs> we will beat everybody. The the match I'm most looking forward to in that group is gonna be Mouse Sports T2 because like the Phase One, I still put the unless we see some mad performance come out from Phase, I still think Mouse will take that. But the Mouse Sports T2 one really depends on what G2 shows up and 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 obviously how you boys on Mouse are looking. But that for me is the most exciting one of the group. That's the one I can't wait for. I feel like it's completely open though. Like it could be any of those three, honestly. Like even OG could 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 really do well just because like they've been playing pretty much we online this, this entire time. We've yeah. barely seen them online. Um and like they're gonna be okay as well, I feel like. Have to wait and see how it all goes down so let's move on to the next point have we got a new yeah we do have a little intro for this one so it's time for the good bad and the ugly and i'm not talking about lucas Look at that Wild West moment we had there. It is time for the good, bad, and the ugly. And you guys want to start with the ugly, right, Striker? Is that what you said? You want to go yeah, for that first? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it should, we should just because it's kind of the, right. the most the, the most interesting. So we've touched on it a little bit already. It's the FPX stuff. It's what we're seeing from Flashpoint. It's the whole production issues and stuff that slowly made their way a bit better. And... I, I'll start with saying that I like what they're trying to do on many things, but considering it's face it doing the production right, I expected a lot of those issues to just be gone after day one, and we were plagued of them for a long time, and that was that was a little bit disappointing. It's honestly, yeah, I, yeah, go for it, Prof. Yeah, I think it's just like that. I think the first three days were just like a nightmare of audio issues, yeah. like constantly, and it was for the people doing the desk and the talent and everything. I think it was super annoying. I think you, at some Definitely, point you can actually you see, see it. Yeah. you can see like. 
people with like six microphones on them and then holding another then another mic like they're trying everything to make it work and everything was going to shit constantly and people are talking and nothing could be heard and i like i know that it, it's not even the same but when we have like issues on the show it's annoying for me but being like on on air with like an actual production team there that has to be like 10 times worse so it was it was pretty it was pretty bad pretty rough and as you said like you would expect them to be more on point at the same Definitely. time I, I, you have to give them some lee- leeway for the, all the coronavirus stuff but at the beginning still i think it was a bit too much to to, to see all of that happen yeah and, and the thing is they had some like really good content we've seen the show ideas a bit of a good like bit of back and forth something different than what we've ever seen it was just that basic stuff should have shouldn't have been no, the thing we the, focused on or, or let us down the problem is like that's the part that they should have down right like yeah, obviously you know you have, be nailed. you have a certain like you have certain limitations in terms of teams obviously like there's nothing you can do about that there's nothing you can do about like the banter like how much you can force on the players how much they're going to give you and stuff like that but the production is the one part where they should have delivered and they didn't right so that's the that that was the the disappointing part for me just because like the level of issues that there were was something that like we haven't seen at the top tournament i think for quite a long time especially yeah. like since we're kind of used to like esl kind of production that that tends to be pretty on point these days so it's like the standards has been raised and they definitely didn't uh, live up to that and sure like a part of it has to come down to from what i heard like they had they had much less time with the studio like to actually build it and and uh, figure it out than they should have because of the whole situation so i think that's that like played a big part in it but still like even like tournaments are obviously being able to um tournament organizers are, are being able to put on a great show even if they don't have like massive amounts of time to prepare for yeah. for their group stage setups and stuff like that and they still put on like normal you know issueless mostly uh shows so mm-hmm. not to be able to do that from from the start is was was definitely really 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 disappointing I mean, like for the um, for the amount of things you've seen on Twitter, especially from one guy uh, about <laughs> it's gonna be how amazing it's gonna be and stuff like that. I mean, like that's gonna suck a little bit, no? I like, you come out throwing and flaming and look at this, and then especially when you talk about how you're the only land competition around, and then yeah. two days later you're not anymore. Ah, the. I, I, th- I think that is the biggest thing. I think a lot of these things would be like easier to swallow for, for viewers if that all of the like BM and back and forth and the war between uh, Flashpoint and ESL wasn't like so public from, from the Flashpoint side and like calling out and, and saying that they, they'll have so, so sick production and they won't have like any waiting screens and they will have all of these like cool content. When obviously, like as Dreger said, you can't have. Theoretically, you could have great content done if you flew in the teams like two weeks earlier and had all of the time. But they obviously didn't have that time, so you you can expect maybe not all of the all of the content being ready. But it was it was a lot of issues, a lot of just like dead time, the technical issues, and just like waiting screens all the time. Uh, so yeah, obviously when you when you hype up something and it doesn't deliver, then that is. People, people don't like that that much. But from what I understand, right, from from looking at it as a big picture, face at least you are just handing the production, right? So if push came to shove, they might be able to replace them or put a different production company. Not that I'm yeah, saying sure. that's, but, I mean, not, who do you, not who that's saying you that's get? a good idea, right? I'm not saying unless you, you get like do that. 
Maybe you get PGL actually. Like PGL the ones that. Sick job. They, they I mean, would probably put on a, like a decent show. Yeah. Star Ladder is also not doing anything right now. Yeah, Who so knows what's going on? But that was guys. But it, it, um, it's it's like definitely if something doesn't improve, considering all the money invested, the people that are investing in Flashpoint, they're surely going to turn around and be like, uh, yeah, come on, up your game, sort the shit out. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah, I mean, especially, especially for the level of league it's supposed to be. So so the negatives in terms of production on that side of things. The content's good. Okay, the teams are what they are, but we've got good talent on board doing the event for it. It's just if they can sort the production out and they can sort a lot of these issues with just players, visas and stuff like that. And I guess that will move us nicely into the stand-ins galore side of things because <laughs> the biggest disappointment on that was how the fuck did Smoothie not get a visa? Like, What? I think it can be something with the corona and everything, no? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it was like a, a, a problem with the, uh, because he said he, didn't, he couldn't pick it up basically um, because uh, the the embassy was closed. <laughs> so he couldn't pick up his visa. So he basically just fuck? was not able to travel back. Basically, yeah, that's, yeah, that's guess, what it came down to. Yeah, that's theory, so messed. In theory, he should have just like flown to UK, got the visa, and then yeah, flown back. We didn't, we didn't close till yesterday. Yeah, but at the same time, you can't also blame him for wanting to stay home when he already got there so traveling back just like traveling in general not really not really recommended not good, these days no, no. so going just, back that, that was forth, such a huge loss though because he, he was actually banging out oh yeah he had a great start in that first series i don't remember remember who he was against i guess it might be r no is it might be yeah. or was it Nick? might be r. it might be r. i remember that might be r. series i remember yeah yeah so they they all they also made like they made a roster change going into the tournament literally like yes the first day yeah. of the tournament was announced or something and then they also had to uh get a standard for smuya so that is one of the teams then they had obviously mad lines with the whole whole uh hunden uh, situation that, by the way that, that thing we, was we'll the ask, dumbest we'll, we'll announcement go to, we'll go back to that just let, to, to go through the, all of the all of the and then we also had NIP. nip Dignitas <laughs> having Hauser. <laughs> I even called him NIP. I just, I just realized. <laughs> and Envy as well with uh, Moose having visa issues. So they're like four stand-ins or new players in the, in, the, in the league, which is with all of the teams also not being group, the best teams in the Dude, world, you had, obviously. You had two teams in Group A, two teams in Group B, one team in Group C yeah. uh, who, had, who had some roster issues. Obviously, the level of CS isn't going to be great. And I know they were trying to sell it as like, oh, the average player, average viewer doesn't care about the level of CS. Like they can't understand what is like super good CS. I don't agree with that. You can see the difference. And when yeah. you see, when you watch this and then when you watch pro league for most of the games you can see the obvious difference there but let's go back to mad lines because obviously regin knows hunden quite well what the fuck happened there can, can we start with just the announcement that said like he was kicked or removed like it didn't really paint the full picture well that we were talking about this last episode so i'm not sure we necessarily need to go through the whole thing again <laughs> i want to hear so regin's thoughts yeah, yeah. i, I, I do want, i do want to hear from regin about this too I mean, this must be the end smooth of removing Alexi B in 2019. It's equivalent to the stupidity of that level. Like, I mean, like, what the F are you doing? Like, I don't get it. I have, like, I don't get the move whatsoever. I don't care if you have some issues, you sort that shit out because he brought you there, and without him, I fear they're gonna drop down a lot. Like, uh, I can't see them being as good without Hunden at all. 
I mean, they have incredible players, but without a good leader, I don't see it happening. Do you buy any of these, like, like, not theories, but what they said later that he was like burnt out, so he wanted to pause or something like that? Like, do do you believe? He's worked so hard to get there. I need to translate the <laughs> word. Okay, you can't do that. <laughs> ah, okay, so how do you I, say I'm it just... in Danish? <laughs> It's actually like a, a mouth basket, it's called, for dogs. What the f- Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, like a... Yeah. yeah, yeah. A muzzle. A muzzle, yeah. Yeah, muzzle. yeah but muzzle. in Danish, we call it like uh, his name, Hunden. So it makes sense. It's like, haha. Uh, but you couldn't okay. do that in English, so... Yeah, joke's off. <laughs> but anyway, like... So you want to say they put a muzzle <laughs> nice. on the dog. Yeah, nice, I'm nice pretty nice sure, like, what happened is, like, they just told him, uh, you can't say that, you can say this, you have to say that, etc., etc., etc. I am yeah, makes sense. ninety-nine percent sure that happened because yeah, also I sense. saw with the Poopski tweet, uh, it was a mutual decision within the team that didn't uh, work or whatever. How it was, I can't remember how it was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't also, know. doesn't matter. And the tweet get deleted. Uh, there's vague communication around it. Oh, he's gonna go into some other team, uh, some other within oh, Mad Lions pool. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just it's such a big lie. Like I don't. Why would he play this much for this many year, yeah. years? Finally, reaches like almost at. The, they were in the minor also, no? Yeah, they, yeah. they quit no, the minor close, because they kicked him, yeah, so they okay. couldn't play it. Well, the know, like, yeah, they, they should it doesn't make the any sense. Yeah, close qualifier. Like literally, oh, I, I lost my motivation just this week, and I play a qualifier for the <laughs> going to the major. I'm not uh, gonna play today, sense. guys. Yeah, right. Like and I don't get Mad Lions. They're giving up that spot. Like I, some like did he do something really bad with someone's sister or something? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's about that's something that I heard as well. Like a theory like that that he fucked fucked everybody's family. Everybody. No, that's why it's amusing. Just, Everyone. He just smashed <laughs> it. He just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good theory. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Oh dear. But in, in, uh, in back to like <laughs> talking serious Counter Strike, is Asilian good? Is he gonna be? Do you think he's a good replacement? Because obviously he he's a player that changed a lot of teams, a lot of teams. Still pretty young, but he decided to go the in game leader route like two years or, ago or something, and that got him in a in in the position now to take over this team. So do you think it can work? I mean, I was I had the joy of coaching him back two or three years ago. I think it was uh, when he was playing under Hunden actually, and uh, back then I didn't see much leadership in him. Uh, it might have changed; he might have learned it. But in my opinion, the great in-game leaders come like they have it from a natural instinct. You know, like they always have it; they don't learn it. And I mean, like a great leader doesn't have to learn leadership. Like Kerrigan is a good example, Hunden is a great example, Glaive is a great example. I'm just pointing out Danish players because we have so good in-game leaders apparently. <laughs> Not, um, it's, it's, not, it's not false <laughs> but it's like players i know and and i've known for many years and i just see this is coming natural to them i don't see it coming natural to a Cillian. that might have changed he might be a great in-game leader i don't know i don't buy into it right now if i have to put money on it i would say it's a bad move for mad lion's life the draw is the wildest thing, right? So if they drop down further down the rankings, then there's them um, fines that come in from Flashpoint. So if this really doesn't work out, not only is it going to be bad for just the team in general, but it's going to hit their bank pocket as well. So 
Ja, det skal være As I heard, like Mad Lions, they don't care much about money. Brilliant. Like the house the Mad Lions are living in is costing ridiculous amount of money to rent. Oh God, there we go. Okay. There we go. Let's waste all the money in one pond, why not? Uh, other than that, like the team that delivered was MIBR, who had few good games. Is this the return of MIBR? Dude, this, I, I'm I, seriously asking this question. No, I'm seriously, I'm seriously, seriously asking that question. <laughs> so you can give me like a funny answer. No, Dude, I'm, I'm going to give you an answer. I don't know if it's going to be funny, but basically like they were in a, in, in a lose-lose situation. Like literally, if you don't win this group, you're going to be a laughing stock. And they were definitely on course to doing that because they lost to fucking chaos in the first game. I thought, sure, Genji, like, you know, with what they've been showing, they had a really good chance of, of playing against them. Um, in the end, I think it was was that a close was that the close game they played or not? I'm just trying 16, to remember. 13, 16, 11. Yeah, okay. Game, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, that was the game that I thought was going to determine the first spot. Obviously, chaos kind of surprised. So, um, despite all the all the problems with the standings, that's just kind of speaks to the level of flashpoint just in general. Um, and obviously, MV had a MV had a, a had a standing thing as well. So, MIBR literally had like the assist route that they could have could have possibly had. Um, because of how the group panned out, basically. So, yeah, if they didn't win this, they, they would be a laughing stock. So, they basically did what they should have done. I guess we are uh, going to the playtime segment. Yes, Talk we're ready for the questions. Take some viewer questions. I'm, I'm just you got some from Instagram? Yeah, I got a bunch of them. Not a lot of good ones, but we will start find with, something. Start with one from Instagram, and then we'll take some chats coming in from I have I have viewers. one, like, random thing for the... For this All place, right. we'll see. You know what time it is, boys. It's playtime. Lucas, hit that magic button. Playtime. Production levels on point. Lucas has masterminded it one last time. So... Prof, hit us with that surefire question. We'll take questions from the chat as well. Striker has the first one, right? He has something. Yeah, sure. Ask. No, I mean, right. I just had I just had something for the general. I don't know if it's good, but the, I'll just throw it out there. Since we've gone online and we probably will be there for quite a long time now, especially with like no other tournaments even going on, like after beyond ESL Pro League, there's probably most things are going to get canceled. And God knows if even things like you know the blast, uh, blast the next stages of blast are going to happen. Yeah. Dreamac Masters already kind of like in in doubt and stuff like that. So like with this being the case for like let's say the next three four months, where do we see CS going in terms of the meta, especially just because like not having any land play for like almost half a year or something like that is bound to affect how what this what like which teams are going to be on top like six months from now mm -hmm. uh, how the game is going to change like what i mean kind there of are some things you can do online just because of the i guess uh like black compensation and stuff like that plays you can do online that you can do on land so Both if you play talk. a lot but it's also that you have a lot more preparation time basically like just because you're not just not going to have any anything to play right so is that going to be is the lack of officials going to be to the detriment of the scene or the other way around where in three months maybe but we'll it's see gonna teams. be a leg of officials well that's what i'm assuming right like i'm just assuming that that's what's going to happen 
just because I mean, either, like, either things are going to get a lot of online leagues. I'm pretty sure. Probably, probably, I would assume that our tournament organizers guessing. will come up with something to make up for the gap. Like, sure, yeah, yeah I can see that. To. But still, that means like there's no not going to be any travel. Maybe you're going to have a game a day or something like that, like officially. But obviously, that still leaves a lot of time for you to to do all all, all kinds of other stuff. So that's what that's my question, basically. How how are we seeing this panning out in maybe like three months if it, this keeps going at this rate? Oof, for players, I mean, maybe a well needed little a rest. Well, do you no, see no, mouse sports improving based on this, like in three months? Why not? We're practicing a lot. We have the right focus level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, here's the thing: what people forget: there is literally nothing else to watch as a sport right now. Literally yeah. nothing. Yeah. You can't even go bowl. You guys are gonna be a corona in the fucking bowl, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, right now we're in a very privileged situation. I know, like, channels in Denmark have switched off. Like, like they had like these main sport channels. They have nothing to show, so they're showing esports now all the time. Great. So we we have we have a unique possibility if you want to take something positive out of this to show the whole damn world what we can do even though we're not in an arena. So I would just say, if anyone leaned back, oh no, I said it, sorry. Uh, like, uh, towards like, um, and just wait for this to come back, I think we're missing out on a huge possibility here. Like, so for me, I just feel like you have to put on a show, whatever you can do. We're just going to go back in terms of like broadcast as well to what we're doing, similar to what we're doing here, right? You do like a desk with just floating heads again, webcams. People have got studios in the house and stuff like that. Get someone who's better than Lucas at producing, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. That was loud. That was pretty loud. Uh, there was a question uh, from, let's see, let's see. It was uh, your friend Dave. I think that's his, your best friend Dave. That's his name says ask Regin why is Chris J better than simple why Chris J is better than simple it's a tough one I think it's easy I want to hear striker seriously Chris J is by far funnier more much more <laughs> funny than, than simple there you go that was a good way out Chris, way Chris out, J yeah. is really funny no, no support I like for him. a player this is this is a disgrace <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chris is Chris, you know, like you, who can replace him except on the bench, you know, no one. <laughs> Probably true. himself, minus Chris J plus Chris J. Exactly. Right. That's the only way you can make that uh, better. So, uh, Let's say we have some about Nip, Nip's performance at EPL. I guess Plopsky was popping off, but I didn't really catch a lot of their games, to be honest. So I love me neither. Uh, says, what was the biggest difference between coaching tricked and coaching mouse sports? I mean, it's actually funny because I don't feel like there's a big difference in the way I did it or my perception of coaching. Then I bet you people do it a lot of different ways. I said from the start, when I joined mouse sports, this is the way I do it. Uh, let's try it out. Don't like it. We can always talk about it and change it. And we tried it and they liked it. So it was nothing really special. Like for me, CS is there's so many variables, and you can argument mistakes. Was it a mistake? Was it not a mistake? You can always uh, talk about how to make a play better, etc. So, of course, it's different when I'm telling uh, Juice 
is now is in Medlands that he should have done this because this would be better for the team. And he would just say, yeah, okay. Then then have to say Rups, you know, uh, who is the top 20 player for the last, I don't know, two years, three years now. Uh, I think you should have done this. And he says no. And then you better have a good argument, you know, uh, which I, of course, have. Um, but I mean, like, it's uh, it's more or less the same, in my opinion. It's just about your mentality and how you work with it and how you work within the players. The the, the main thing is like, or the, like they say, the, the most weird thing was then when I joined TeamSpeak, like I've been playing CS for since 2000, like on a team level, team uh, in, environment, you know? Uh, so I, I've been in my way around. I have a huge network playing with many of the best players and stuff like that. But when I joined TeamSpeak, Rubs, Voxic, Frozen didn't know anything about me. They didn't know who I was. Who the fuck is this guy joining, you know? <laughs> we, didn't, yeah. we didn't know who you were. And we yeah. were following more. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, a so, bad guy from 3. So actually, a good question, like you said before, Striker, like when Gooks just joined, you know, like who is this guy? Why is he joining? Like the, the same question must have popped up in many people's head when they saw me joining Mouseports. Yeah, like, sure. Who the F and stuff like that, you know? But... I mean, that, that's just beauty of a CS. Like, you, you have to have a lot of... There's so much depth in it. And, and it's all about gaining the player's respect, in my opinion, and then show them that what you're doing is actually helping them and the team, even though we're going to have big discussions. And especially me and Voxy can get really heated sometimes. Uh, I can fucking imagine. Especially because of uh, the cultural differences. And, like, for me, I'm a very, like... I want to be on time. I want to have this and you do this, follow the rules exactly 100%. He's more loose in that way. So we clinch a lot of times. But when we're then not in the game and outside the game, we're like best friends, you know, hang out, yeah. go out together, everything, you know. So I think it's a lot about you getting a relationship with the players. Sound wrong. Uh, you're building a relationship with the players uh, and, and like trusting them that you can actually teach them something. Yeah, I mean, something that YNK said, it was like, uh, that not surprised him, but it was just like, he realized how important it was, was more working with the different personalities and, and with the, the actual people rather than, you know, being um, being really prolific at the game or just like coaching and stuff like that. There was a lot of that that he was talking about outside I mean, of like, just like in game it's, stuff. It's like obviously. I said before, like you can argue many situations where prof would say this is a mistake where you would say i don't think it's a mistake and then james came in and say something third you know so i think it's very hard to put it black and white uh, of course sometimes it is black and white and you can see here you overpeaked or whatever you know yeah uh, you should not have done that that's just, if you buy two ops and spawn and throw it away it's a clear mistake everyone knows that but there's so many variables in this game like so instead of saying pointing out you did a mistake here point out, look how we played, and then let the players reflect on it themselves. Because they have been in this situation a hundred times. Like, you know it yourself, Striker, you played a lot of CS yourself. James also, uh, maybe also Prof. I don't know your background in CS, but... Uh, <laughs> maybe also Prof, yeah. Uh, but shit. I mean, like, you know stop, it yourself. Stop like, creation, <laughs> Thank you very much. But, but, but you, you remember yourself when you're playing, and then you're playing a Mirage or whatever. You tend to go to two or three places every time and react in a certain way every time. And if no one questions that, or if no one asks a question about that, it's going to be like, you're going to stale. You're not going to learn and evolve. So it's, it's not about right or wrong. It's about making the players reflect on their own 
playstyle and their own decision making. Just in like have way, them figure it, have them figure it out for themselves in, in a, while, a lot of ways and just like lead them where like what they should improve. Yeah, like they can just figure out themselves, you know, because it doesn't help a lot of times if I'm gonna hit you and hit it on the stick. Yeah, sure. Every time you're gonna make a mistake, you know, because uh, eventually you're gonna dust and not listen to me. So I have. There's a lot of uh, short que- short questions you can answer shortly. Was the Chris J one? No, Which I've got one? one about the uh, the boot counts from its car. Oh yeah. Okay. Go 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 ahead. He says, how do you guys prepare a boot camp with your team? What do you do? What do you set up? Question for Regin. Mm, actually, I can... That's actually a good question. I can maybe even show you a schedule right here. Let's go. There we go. This Exclusive is, this is... HLTV confirmed. I'm just going to see if I can. Boot camping. If it's... Uh... I, mean, I assume it doesn't, it doesn't really show like strats, or, strats or anything like that. So I don't think so... necessarily something that nobody can see. Uh, Lucas, be uh, ready you can to take bring this it one. up. It's okay. Okay, so second. Just put it in TeamSpeak. You guys screen chatter or something, yeah? Yeah, I need to get. No, but it's like, it's uh, we, um, me and, uh, I'm just going to talk about it now when I fix this. Me and my uh, manager, we have, uh, we are talking about like how the days are going to pan out, how they're going to look. Uh, I'm just. Screenshot now. Rob Spring, Vodka hey. Kebab, 1230. There you go. <laughs> From Yo the biggest mouse sports so fan. This in is the just chat. like a quick um, example on how it could look. Wake up, wake up, question mark is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> it's because, like, when I make this from home, I'm, uh, I'm always making it how I would like it. And then we're talking about it within the team. And then mm-hmm. we are uh, moving it around within pieces, you know, like saying, okay, so. Either you are, we are waking up at nine, everyone having breakfast, or we can sleep until ten or whatever. Sometimes people have a little longer with them because they want to play FPL all night or a longer night and stream and stuff like that. Um, okay. So this is uh, just like and how it could look, you know. So we have like uh, wake up, we eat breakfast, and like the time is very set. So you cannot like if you're having to eat breakfast at eleven to twelve, you don't eat breakfast at twelve because then we have work, you know. Mm. So we have like preparation and three pracs. The hero is like diff- it depends also when which practice we can find. Yeah. Uh, also on the days if we have something else to do. Uh, sometimes we play only four maps. Sometimes play five maps. Sometimes six maps. It depends a lot on what else we have on our plan. Um, we also have uh, escape room, etc. Uh, I actually took the wrong screenshot now. Um, team building activities and stuff <laughs> exactly, like that. Exactly, yeah. And then when we have these things, like, uh, I can just show you another one. It's a little bit better, actually. This is this is pretty lot pretty old, from what I can understand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like that one is better. Um, but this is like how it how we do it, uh, or how we did it. Like I think this was last time, actually. Uh, did you get Lucas? Um, so here we have like, uh, when it says Anya, it's like sports psychologist we have. So we have like every day, one hour, 45 minutes. Uh, and then we have walkthrough, practice, practice, break, practice, 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 talk through our mistakes, etc. theory. And then we have dinner together and then people can have off after. So it's a pretty long day. Uh, but, uh, yeah. 
pretty intense, yeah. Well, this uh, this is a good question. I guess people got information out of it. I think like I did a bit of like tier seven uh, creation team coaching, <laughs> and any information you can get on like how pro teams are doing stuff is is useful because then you can kind of think about things and see how you can obviously it's it's not the same you don't have the same resources you don't have the same amount of time because people work and do other things but all of the information you can do you can get is always useful so that is uh pretty pretty oh, cool, cool to get uh there's a, nice. just a couple of quick questions so we can close out the show i guess there's a question about uh, is chris j still doing like Better secondary calling and stuff like that helping out don't have to go long just like yeah like, i mean like we have like kerrigan who's doing the calling and uh uh talking uh like the mid rounds etc uh there is uh there can be uh what's it called like uh it depends on positioning on the maps like let's say we're playing those two if kerrigan is uh, long uh, and he don't have info then chris can take over uh it depends a lot on the map who is uh who is around you know and who and who is charged, uh, or who is in position to take charge uh, yeah. But like 90% of time is Kerrigan scoring. Uh, there was something about like working with support staff and uh, and the analysts and stuff like that. Do you do any of that or is, is it all on you in, in that regard? Uh, right now and like, until now it's been all on me uh, doing anti-strading and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so not much to say there. From what I remember, we talked that the Berlin major, you were talking about getting an analyst potentially. Yeah. Did that fall through? Yeah. Well, we just... It's about getting the right one, yeah. and uh, yeah, we just really hadn't had the possibility to get the right one yet. Okay. Because then it comes down to the, you trusting them a lot, Kerrigan trusting them, etc. And suddenly when you build a, a wider team, you, you also open up for more mistakes to happen. More variables coming okay. in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. Happy days. We're good, right? All questions done. Everyone's happy. We've managed to smash the I mean, time out. There is an infinite number of questions. Some cool ones <laughs> like, was Karen really one of the first to get a girlfriend? I don't know. I heard somewhere <laughs> about, classy, about it. Classic nerdy computer kid in school. That's funny, school funny. Like Chris wrote the other day, he was watching ESL, like, uh, I mean, I can soon uh, say the whole thing. <laughs> oh, brilliant. What, what I can say about Finn is that he's very determined. <laughs> just literally you, you've heard it so many times yeah. mate i just i have to mute it now because when we had it last pro league season in the in the hall you just heard it echo every single time <laughs> now yeah. they're playing it online as well it's like fuck it out come on intel let's let's make another one now make pump out a few more of these please. at least just run the old ones man. especially <laughs> like especially like when it's like still like uh his girlfriend talking about like you know the major and stuff like that him, yeah. him like wanting to do the like win the major and it's and like it's, not even it's just rubbing it, rubbing it. In. <laughs> it's just the major. It's not happening. Yeah, there we go. All right, when's the next episode, Prof or Strike? We actually don't know. We, we haven't have no talked about it. Everything's up in the air. That's I tough guess. To say. Uh, I guess when Sponge gets back from the handstand competition, then we'll have the the next episode. Until then, you can just follow us on Twitter, Anchor FM, YouTube, Twitch, and stuff like that, and support us like that. If you like the show, just leave a message, leave a comment. That is that is very nice from you. And, 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 and bully them some more to bring me back because I'm out of work because fuck all this corona shit. You know, just sell things. myself. Oh, that's right. Me and Vegem will just do our own show. Yeah. We'll, we'll outlast them. Outdo them. And we, we can invite Prof on the show. Maybe Strike also. <laughs> Maybe Strike. <laughs> <laughs>
There we go. We've got producer we, Luke involved to fuck things up for us. So we've got everything right. We're, the Reggie and Banks show confirmed will be coming next week. Don't <laughs> worry, boys. Bomb. But no, it's been a great show, Reggie. Thank you very much for coming on. And I really appreciate you sharing the insights on how the mouse sports system works. Your thoughts on things as well. It's been a lot of fun. Hope everyone else has enjoyed it. Who's been watching, whether you're watching on a VOD, whether you've watched it live, we appreciate you guys being here. Stay tuned on all of the good stuff coming out from HRTV Confirmed on future episodes. I'm sure Sponge will be back when he's ready. He's got to avoid Corona, duck, dive, and weave out of that. Avoid ballet, was he at? A rock concert as well? Opera at the same Hands time? Was it competition. Hands uh, down competition. A football game, maybe. A football game. This man's done everything. But yeah, peace out, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Stay tuned.